you know. Also, it looks like Brian's still here. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Brian is a healthy five. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's better than five. I hate the number system so much. What a what an opening! What an opening to a movie. Know, it's a right? great cold open. Yeah. Welcome back to the Trash Watch Podcast. The first week of 2022. It's our Allison January month. I, Chris, Chris. Oh, second week, bud. Fuck. <laughs> we are in New Year's form already. <laughs> Time we means nothing. Time All right. Let's nothing. see if I can find a public domain sound of a plane crashing. <laughs> our first week i forgot six days six seven, day, nights. seven nights oh my seven god nights how did i forget the nips All we the literally nips. talked about it less than a week ago god damn it, <laughs> but this I'm week we it. have my pick we have the way way back we have alice and janney we have yes. wine moms we have bad stepdads and most importantly for the podcast we have the mom of all moms joining us from the what would mom do podcast we have returning guest stacy stacy welcome to the podcast welcome hello back. hello i'm glad to be representing all the moms Yes, yes. Uh, that's uh, no pressure. You're just representing all moms now. Normally, you Fine. and Boosh are splitting duties, but yeah, uh, Bo- Boosh is busy issues. setting up her San Francisco house with her with the new husband. As soon as she's set up, we're gonna all go out and visit her. Just yeah. at once, at once she's ready. That's you okay. guys. She's not ready yet. Boosh doesn't want us, guys. Uh, you guys, you guys. Yeah. I have bad news. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Oh boy, that scene is harrowing, uh, and it yeah. gets worse. And it gets oh, and it worse. Really <laughs> yeah, the 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 amount of like non parental supervision in this movie is astonishing for it being right. 2013. Where yeah. are like, the cell phones? Astonishing. Yeah, no cell phones at all. None, None of them. Yeah, they oh have this weird thing where it's like they want to treat it like it's the 80s, but they didn't mm-hmm. set it. In the but they 80s. didn't want to do the work of did. setting it up as the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be fair. Uh, Nate Faxon and Jim Rash, the writers and directors of the film, uh, were both, they would have been like Duncan's age in the 80s. So it might just oh, yeah. be them writing to their childhood and being like, eh, it's fine. Eh, it's it's fine. I mean, <laughs> the kid, he listens and sings poorly to Ario Speedwagon. Like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, I believe he has an iPod. I believe he does have yeah. an iPod. This, this is, but it's still ostensibly an 80s movie. Like, yeah. it has all the coming of age tropes. It has all the fun stuff involved. But like, I mean, out the gate, the opening of this sets the sets the tone. Not, I, I don't want to use the word perfectly, but it kind of does. It encapsulates all the like self-loathing and drama that we're going to experience for the next ninety minutes. Well, also, like a, according to the trivia, like the, that opening scene, like the, the script, the main inspiration for the script was that opening scene. Like that apparently was a mm. sim- a real conversation that he had with his stepfather yeah. when he was fourteen. Like a very similar a conversation. Cock. I mean, here, here's the thing. It is tough to be a stepfather, especially coming in if they're like older kids like that. Sure. But you're really not doing yourselves any favors there. Jesus, Trent. Okay, I'm just going to go on the record starting from here. Uh Uh (laughs) Yes, do it. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, so the opening scene that we're talking about, right, is we get our introduction to Duncan and Trent. Trent is, uh, you know, the the boyfriend of mom 
And it opens with Trent asking on a scale of one to 10, what do you think you are Duncan just as a person? And Duncan refuses to answer because he hates this guy. Mm -hmm. I don't. Okay. I don't totally. Okay. Okay. Here, let me start over. Trent is a monster. Trent is a monster. We (laughs) will put that on record. Okay. But. (laughs) Oh, Oh boy. Can't wait to hear how this sentence ends. He's not always wrong either, which is, I think what is kind of astounding from like watching this movie now that I have that perspective. Like he's a monster. I don't, the question that he asks is not inherently bad. It's the way he answers the question. I don't think it's bad to evaluate yourself and be like, what are you doing? Who are you? The th- yeah. The, the thing is there, there's a, there's a good way to ask that question. There's a good way. Like this, this is a, you're, you know, two hours deep into a conversation with someone before you just like, Hey, you know, we've got a good report going, you know, I'm curious, you know, how would you rate yourself out of 10? And also then what you would do politely is say, I personally am this to then like, you know, how put them at ease instead of just being like, hey, fucko, answer the question. Also, if I may, it is 100 percent clear that he's not asking this question to encourage self-reflection in oh, Duncan. God, no, mm-hmm. he's asking it because he wants to tell Duncan that he rates him a three and also he makes it clear that, that bothers him because he thinks it's a reflection on him. He's like, look, you got to get out there. You got to be cool. We're going to be a cool family. This is a cool family. You can't be a weirdo three if we're cool. Yeah. Wait, is that why he hates him so much is because he's a he's kind of a turd? I, like, yeah. I really don't understand why Trent hates Duncan. Like, I because ah! because why? because Trent is <laughs> Trent is like, I understand it's a plot point, but I don't understand the motivation of him being such a, a gigantic asshole to him. I feel like with with um, I think he sees that Duncan is a point of taking um, Pam away too. like Pam is always there for for Duncan. And I think Uh, that is partially it, too, where there's this power struggle between the two of like trying to get Pam's attention. And you see that waver more when they're at the beach house because you see Pam start to um, hang out with Trent Morse. And there's so I feel like there's a little bit of that struggle going on. Is it also because like he kind of fucked up with the first kid? And maybe he's thinking I'll fix the second one. I don't. Well, she's I think cool. he's just trying she's really cool. hard. I mean, she is yeah. real cool. I think she's happy that she's cool. Like, yeah, she's cool. She's the bully on the beach. She hangs out with all the popular girls at the beach. Although That's all I, I have a big brain moment here halfway through this movie. That's going to be very interesting to see if you all agree with me. Okay. Yeah. About her. <laughs> Specifically uh, about her. Oh. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. called a tease in the biz. Yes. <laughs> You must listen uh, for the next two and a half hours to get to it. What I'll say is, <laughs> I know Trent's in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, there's a certain type of like, it's just like a bit the big swinging dick asshole who's like, it's a there's a really certain vibe where it's like I'm right about everything. Yeah. I like everybody. Everybody's got to love me, and if you don't love me, it's a problem with them, not with me. Uh, so, and you know, I I can I can. It's Trent going, I can fix him. Like when yeah. he's putting him down, it's like, yeah, because like, yeah, I'm going to make you cool. I'm going to make you, you know, I'm going to I be mean, the, yeah, it's, it's, it's about the power struggle. Like Stacy said, it's, he also does come off as like the, the smallest person as a car salesperson in the business. So he has to be like bigger and dominate everybody and everything that happens because he's probably treated like shit most days. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying like that could be part of it. I just, I just, I couldn't grasp their dynamic even by the end i'm like i just don't know why there's so much visceral. it's toxic it, masculinity it's just 
I do think that's part of it. I also, as a teacher, seeing apathetic teenagers every day, it's enormously frustrating to know that they have potential and to see them not meeting it. Yeah. Like it, it really is enormously frustrating. I don't and think so that's like, Trent's motivation here. No, no, but, but to Ashley's credit, though, it, it makes sense at the end when Sam Rockwell's looking at Tony Collette and he says, you have a hell of a kid. And he says it twice to her. And on the second time, she's like, yeah, I kind of do, don't I? Like, yeah, I, I can see where you're, what you're kind of saying there, Ashley. Too. But uh, also just like uh, putting it a little bit on Duncan. Duncan didn't show it to anybody. <laughs> like, true. Yeah. true. And I know yeah. he's oh, just no. being kind of a dick because he's mad. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, yeah, I, oh, don't I worry. Do I, yeah, I dragged Duncan later responsibility as well. in here. What? Yeah. No, I, he's, I dragged Duncan in my notes later as well. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. He really is just such a pouty teenager. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know who fucking rules is Sam Rockwell. And yes. we get to see him in this Ooh, opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four minutes it's, and 30 seconds in. I like, thank God for this tea. It's like, he, it serves almost no purpose to have him see him in the car, but he's just like, Ooh, it's like a little tease for us, the audience. Like, don't worry, cool guys are coming. Well, it's and, a little and, creepy, honestly. It, it, like it the is way he, <laughs> that Duncan is just like, like drawn to him. Yeah, yeah. but it's also because like he like doesn't wink at him, but he looks like he might be winking at him behind those like sunglasses. And you're like, oh, is he just being a nice guy? Is he being a creepo? Well, here's like, the thing. I mean, we see with his again, relationship Sam Rockwell, with the, he's a chameleon. You don't know what he's going to be. We see his relationship <laughs> with the three boys at the at the water park. This is not the first time he's found an awkward, nerdy teen who needs like That's an true. older, cool brother type to be like, That's hey, true. like, I know being a teenager sucks. If you want to just crawl away and want no one to observe you, but like, get out mm-hmm. there. Life's worth living. And so I think he sees him. I mean, he's like, I'm going to cool, what the kid will think is a cool car and I'm going to rev it up. And he's going to be like, all right. It's and the, I think that goes back to the Trent thing is like, is that yeah, Trent and Owen see the same problem in Duncan, which is that he's kind of apathetic. And yeah, it's like it's Trent doesn't understand it and is more more concerned about stroking his own ego than in actually like helping the kid. And meanwhile, Owen's like, no, 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 because I want to help him because I want to help him because. Yeah. And he, he sees him in the way, way back. And he's like, yeah. oh, that kid. I'm I see you. Let's mm-hmm. hang out. I just want to establish this now. Like the person that I really side with the most in this movie is Maya Rudolph. <laughs> nah. Oh, yeah. Maya well, Rudolph. Yeah. No, she, she, she got Correct. big Ashley energy because, in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Owen is also Peter Panning hard. Yes. And yeah. that is also a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <Yeah>. Correct. <laughs> So like I don't I mean there's no perfect role model in this movie which I think is the point yeah, right? right again it's like yeah. cut your own path but like I don't think any of these people are meant to be portrayed as like inherently wrong all the time Trent is definitely like the dick and the villain yeah but like he also like I mean it is just like I don't know being an adult it just feels it's hard very, like I I it's it makes sense to me like all of these different struggles and choices so counterpoint no one's perfect <laughs> yeah counterpoint. I think we should all aspire to be Lewis. Oh, oh yeah, no, Lewis. I, I think great. we all are Lewis. <laughs> yes, I'm like still here. The fact that we don't get more of Lewis in this movie I bothers know. me so much. <laughs> much of a like, Honestly, it, it shows restraint because I could easily see a world where um, uh, Nate Faxon made himself Owen, and you know, and Jim Rash yeah. made himself. You know, well, I don't know about Trent, but uh, I see Jim Rash <laughs> being uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Kip, Rob Corddry's part. I yeah. can see them having made themselves a little but I honestly it's perfect Jim Rash crushes it. So, I mean Jim, so magical. The thing is if Jim Rash was Trent, Trent would be the most likable character in the movie. Yeah. 
It's true. Just be, I rate you a Dean out of 10. <laughs> I love him so much. Dean, 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 Dean. Uh, speaking yeah. of people we love, <laughs> bursting onto the scene with a hootie who. Yeah, Alice and Janie arrive. My two all caps notes in succession are yay, Tony Collette and yay, Alice and Janie. Ah, yes, finally. <laughs> a good thing we have Tony Collette on this film about parenting. Now everyone will think uh. parenting and Tony Collette in this movie and no other movie. <laughs> no other yeah. movie. Nothing. Oh, God, nothing yeah, there's, there's, a scene, there's a scene later where I'm like, uh-huh. oh, man, you, you don't you don't want to cross Tony Collette. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty I, sure Brian and I have the same note at one point too. But also, I, I wrote down here when they during this dialogue between Tony Collette and Allison Jenny, I'm like, give us a Tony Collette Allison Jenny buddy movie. You oh cowards! My God, yes, a hundred percent. That'd be amazing. Give us, oh. give us a Thelma and Louise type story <gasps> with those two. Yes. Oh my God. But legit, Allison Jenny arrives like Snoop rolling out of a cloud of smoke in a club. She rolls out on a porch <laughs> of a beach house holding a glass of wine shouting hooty who yeah, in and a cloud I of alcohol fumes. It. I'm love like it. she okay. is in her element. She is here for yeah, this part. Is. Every second is perfect. It's true. My, my favorite like, part though was last night Merritt and I sat there watching it together and she goes Oh, she is kind of a pushy lady. Oh, she's just going into their house. Oh, is she going to yeah, fuck that child? Uh, well, like- <laughs> Trenton, uh, my, my next yes. one is Trent and Betty be fucking. <laughs> Uh, anyone want to weigh in on that one? Oh yeah, at least one. No, he won't do nah. it because she's too sloppy. She's too sloppy. Yeah, no, she's yeah. he she's, hates her. She's he too assertive. Her. She she she, she knows he's what intimidated she wants. by her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I mean, that's like, fair. Why wouldn't you be? She's yeah. she, she's kind of an intimidating woman in this movie. If we're being completely yeah, honest, and she's that person that nobody actually wants to hang out with, but she that's why she keeps inserting herself into these uh-huh. moments, uh-huh. and like oh oh man it just it hurts a little bit like you actually actually you're not rosie o'donnell you're not not you are a spice she girl is. Is, every spice girl actually is every rosie o'donnell girl. in the room with you now <laughs> she always, always is yeah <laughs> i like to imagine that this is alice and janney's character from drop dead gorgeous that just trickled in like yeah. oh, I, see, up, right I said that this and, is the same character from away we yeah. go like, oh yep. yes uh, yeah. cinematic universe perfect Perfect. Yeah. I love It'd it. So good. It'd be so good. <laughs> be so good. Uh, yeah, there's a moment when she she hugs uh when she hugs Trent and she says press my laundry and pushes her boobs against him. Oh, and honestly, boobs. I laughed for 10 minutes. I I just I could not stop laughing at it. Every she, clip, she's so she's, fast and so clever. So fast and it's so, so good. good. She's got those boobs out too. She's just oh, like working great. it and it's like, "Janie, you When she so was good. like, "Fuck cancer. I want to be brown all over." I'm like, "Yeah, you do." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "I got oh, yeah. Oh boy." So many. Yeah, she is phenomenal. <laughs> I also love good. the way she interacts with Tony Collette, Pam, like right away. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. this is what happens when women meet each other. Like, this is the most accurate representation of what it's like for a, an insecure woman to meet like one of these like loud, brassy ladies. <laughs> Just but like also, not know I love how the to ending. handle her. I love the ending so much because it shows that like, oh, Alice and Jenny is the one of the like wine besotted summer vacation people that like actually has depth to her. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. the one that yeah. like really is seeing what's going on, and so it, it's uh, I I was I love their goodbye so much. Mm-hmm. But then at some point in the scene, she casually drops that <laughs> quote: "My niece was raped in October." Yeah, and then yeah. something oh, about you yeah. can't even trust food courts anymore. Yeah, yeah. not even food courts. Are not even food courts are safe anymore. I had to stop taking notes because it was so fast. Or done. You brought me a man! Exclamation point. Which is what she shouts yeah. about the child uh-huh. who is getting out of the car. 
Also, the moms are really into Duncan in this movie. The moms is, are wine drunk. They're really into they, anything. They're, on, they're teenagers on spring break. They don't have any boundaries and they don't sure. know what to do with themselves. Yeah. Very yeah. True. I loved the um, we're not talking to the Keegans because I'm mad at the Keegans. And you can talk <laughs> to them so if you good. want to, but I'm not talking to them. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Are you going to do it? It's fine are you if you do. Yes. You, you can talk to the Keegans you if you want. <laughs> I wouldn't, but, but you can. I love that bit, and I wrote down how much I loved it. But then she turned to Tony Collette and asked her, and she goes, "What? Does, I don't know who they I don't are." Know who they are? Uh-huh. And then she still had to repeat it again. Like, okay, well, if you want to, I'm like, oh, it's just so God. good. It's so good. It tells you so much you know about her. Um, much like her, everything you know about her daughter when she walks on her porch. I was like, oh, I bet that's a young girl who is not like the other girls. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: she's not. Yeah, we'll find yeah. out on the beach. I see her first. I was like, hmm, this seems like. Also, I got very distracted uh, in this movie when I realized that she was Violet Beauregard from the Tim Burton. Uh-huh. Oh shit! Uh, Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, it's so it weird." It threw me off too a little bit. By the Beauregard has a, a, a an interior a life. Butt? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but she's- Violet Beauregard's not like other girls. She's a blueberry. <laughs> okay, so can I ask though? Because again, like we're trying to assume that Trent is a good dad or a good potential father in this movie. Right? Are we? Are we? But, no. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I don't really know where the line is with him, but I don't really love the fact that his daughter's just stealing beer and putting it in her purse in front of all of them they're like it's fine i mean he wants to he wants to keep on a good side he's he's divorced and he's trying to be cool about it mm. and there's a there is a moment too by the way when allison janney's in the kitchen and this will come up later in my epiphany moment when she says something about like oh i would get down on i would like lay down on my back if somebody gave me a line like that and she says it near the child and the girl says, well, that's kind of what I'm hoping happens this summer. And I'm like, okay. And then well, it was the, it was the, that's the kind of suit that got me pregnant the first time. Yes. Yeah. And, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, and wow, I think, I think for. that comes and, back. But she's like, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Okay. No, I, I want to make sure I put it on record. Like, yeah. we'll talk about that later. I love that Alice and Janie's character married a gay man. I'm like hashtag gold. Ashley's, like, Ashley's immediately connecting. It's like I feel like Allison Janney. She's tall. She's fabulous. She married a gay man. I love all of this. <laughs> I, I do love that she's like not upset about it anymore either. However, like Ashley, I have to say, if you had a nerdy Star Wars obsessed son with a lazy eye, I feel like you'd be a little bit more tactful about it than <laughs> Allison Janney. I I have a lot to say about that moment. Like I think that, that moment, like, it's a running theme. It's a the running moment throughout running the course yes. of the film. I would, but I also okay she's also a bad mom we'll just establish that she's a bad mom but bad i mean we'll yeah, let yeah, we'll stacy be the arbiter of that <laughs> yeah. but she also clearly loves her son like she's like just yes. point please please just point like she's just she's trying to communicate <laughs> and she kisses him on the on the, the head and i love it and i think it's actually very sweet yeah, I, but, I will say it's also evidence that she's a good mom i think with how she deals with her daughter because yeah. her daughter's uh-huh. in a similar place with the divorce and like yeah. being very weird around. And I think you see her handle it much better and knowing giving her daughter yeah. space as opposed to like Trent trying to force his way into like Duncan's life. Well, so. and you also see she has a big reaction when they come home later. Like right. she's like Pam doesn't do anything, which I know because right. it's a little bit weird because of all of the, the tension that was had the night before. But like she's yeah. like, where 
have you been? I was like, yes, that is the reaction I would be having. Like, what the hell, guys? (laughs) Also, it seems like it's kind of a small town. You guys didn't even try to go look for them? You're just like, yeah, they'll come back when they come back. They're fine. Yeah, it's fine. Overnight. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a giant ocean out there. They may have drowned. It's fine. Let's drink some more wine. It's fine. (laughs) Smoke some bad weed and let's go. Oh, God, right? This is such an effective scene, though, like her giant monologue of too much information and too much life into the film mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> tells us exactly the thing we didn't know. You can tell that, OK, this is definitely the only thing that Steve kept Steve Carell kept in the divorce. Like this is his pride and joy. He fought for everything just to keep this beach house because the beach summers were very important to him and probably something that led to his divorce. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so live. He's he wanted. He's very happy to live that life. And he's like, fine. I got my new woman. Where I'm just going to incorporate her seamlessly into this beach life, and it's going to be perfect, and it's going to work. And that's why he's so hung up on like, okay, Duncan, my daughter's already cool. She hangs out with the cool kids. You need to be cool. Go hang out with the cool kids. Then that way, me and your mom are free to get high and hang out with the orgy that's just always about to happen with the group oh. of like six oh. to seven adults. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it happens at one point. I feel like Kip doesn't get any though. I feel like oh, no, no, Kip, any. Kip, Kip, Kip <laughs> likes to watch. Kip yeah, is I was gonna say involved. Kip is a voluntary voluntary cuck. Like uh-huh. Kip gets very <laughs> terse, angry, just unsatisfying sex on his birthday and their anniversary, and that is it. Mm-hmm. He only oh, he, he only prefers to smoke. <laughs> that's why he's on the boat. The that's why he's on the boat. He's one of those guys. Yep. It's like he's hyper fixated on a, a hobby, so he just his frustration out. So he's always fixing the boats. He just sticks in the boat all the time. That right. yeah. motor's out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so then, then Duncan's faced with the choice of either going to the beach, which he doesn't want to, or watching Trent fuck his mom. And yeah. he wisely chooses <laughs> to go to the beach. But he poorly chooses to wear jeans. Yeah, yeah. boy, thank so God Sam Rockwell calls him out, because I'm like, this fucker is always in jeans. I just want to just, uh, for me, talk about the horniness on Steve Carell's face. Because like, man... <laughs> I just, I need that look in my life. <laughs> Actually, group therapy is after Stacy has to go. We're talking about the movie. Stacy can go, and then we'll do our group therapy. It's oh, visceral. Man. I don't want to miss it's, that. It's <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll okay, take a half we'll hour break. You can, Here you can we turn, go. You can go do bedtime, and then we'll come back to the group therapy. Perfect. That's right. That's right. Bottle oh, of wine God. and group therapy. Uh, oh, my gosh. But, but, uh, talk about some therapy let's talk about these girls on the beach and oh boy steph's oh. boyfriend is literally named chad yep. <laughs> you know uh, that's bad news i think bad my third news. all caps my third all caps note of the film is that's the type of parent i'm going to be oh the one that's gonna do drugs with my kids <laughs> yeah she's like i'm gonna do drugs with my kids like she she's taking the cool, cool mom thing to another yep. i'm not like normal moms i do drugs with my kids because <laughs> that's what you want to do Chad, by the way, audience, I, like you, you know everything you need to know by his name being Chad. But also, mm-hmm. he goes, "Babe, I'm in the middle of tossing." <laughs> that is A the football. word he uses. <laughs> I think he just says tossing. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, and he and he even says they're like, "We've talked about this," which means like this has happened enough times that while he's trying to throw a ball with his friends, this this lady is like, "Come do things with me," and he has to be like, "No, it's, it's time to toss ball." Also, spoiler alert, they break up later, and I guarantee you it's because she interrupted him again while he was tossing. <laughs> Who knows what he was tossing? He could toss anything. Yeah, I think I think him and his bros are getting together and tossing some stuff together at night. Yeah. Which, good for them. Explore yourselves. Find yourselves, Chad. But oh, Jesus Christ. 
Chad. Gotta toss. Ugh. Gotta toss. Um, Allison Janney's kid is reading this. Is reading a book on the beach, and I just I wrote down what the book was. It, it's called the It's called the Autumn Years, mm-hmm. and I tried looking it up to see like, oh, is this like a novel or something? And the only thing I could find on Amazon was it's a book about interior decorating for the autumn <laughs> fall, like the your autumn schemes. It might, be a, it might be a fake book then. It yeah. might be. But I was My like, I was years. hoping it was going to be like, a, oh, an introduction to her personality or something else. And it's not. I think she's... just by virtue of the fact that she's reading on the beach instead of going to swim with the others tells us that her that as opposed to these other girls, Susanna is quite unlike them. Yeah. Yes. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> the autumn years and the summer? Get out of here. <laughs> it is that simple. Like they probably just saw the book cover, like, there we go. Shorthand, all text. <laughs> uh, I did there's a brief moment where I was like, oh right, that's why I'm so angry at all these adults, because fuck rich people, because these are the type of people that own summer homes and can yeah. go there regularly. Because they go like, oh, they live in a one-bedroom apartment together in Albany. Gross. Oh, oh God. He's from <laughs> Albany. <laughs> there is a moment, though, like, after here when he gets up to leave and he's on top of the car. And he's just he's just grooving to REO Speedwagon. He's singing it really, really, really badly. But, like, I'm glad we finally get an introduction to a little bit of, of Duncan's personality. Because yes. if he was just this, like this monosyllabic nothingness this whole movie until the very end when he realizes he's better than that or he's you know internally has grown to now his external you know whatever my god he's a boring kid up until this moment like, <laughs> i'll be honest i have a lot of these friends i have a lot of duncans in my life and i was like oh this is very frustrating yeah, to this, see. Then, this could it's easily frustrating. have been like you yeah. know maybe he just finished college like he was like a fresh graduate yeah and was affectless and just roving around. Are you guys saying he's a three? Are you guys saying he's a three? That's what I'm, I'm hearing. I'm saying Dustin Gosh, Hoffman no. is a three. <laughs> yeah, Brown was going for a reference, and we all we were all collectively refusing to pick it up. By the way, <laughs> remake The Graduate with Allison Janney as Mrs. Robinson. You Although there is kind of a graduate ending to this movie, so I mean, by the way, remake apt. anything with Allison Janney as anything, and I'm it's there. True. It's true. Sure. Perfect. Terminator done. Allison Janney Krueger done. <laughs> Oh my god, Predator. she would she would make the Freddy Krueger puns sing. <laughs> Atatui, but she's the uh the the critic. She's yeah. everyone. Yeah. She's <laughs> everyone, you're right. It's most it's a mocap. We'll get uh Bobby Zemeckis. <laughs> Bobby Zemeckis! Yeah. We're pulling you out of retirement for one last mocap. <laughs> okay, but Jenny is a mom in this movie with Peter. This is when she starts uh uh this is the first scene with her and Peter together. I think honestly, like I, I kind of appreciate her as a mom in this moment because she's like, I have a little nerd. You seem like a nerd. You're older than my little nerd, but you nerds will yeah. nerd together. So let's nerd. Yeah. Well, honestly, it's, what, it's what young nerds need. They need an older nerd to teach them it's okay to be a nerd. And mm-hmm. it's kind of what mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell gives to Duncan, although it's more than just being a nerd. It's like living life in general. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like Peter has confidence as you see later yeah. on that he's oh, just yeah. like I, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, if you put these two together, honestly, by the end of the summer, Peter probably would make you know Duncan a little bit stronger of a person, just because mm-hmm. it's like yeah. he's so confident. <laughs> also, it's the 2000s. Like 
Peter's found the internet. Like he knows there are other nerds out there. He started oh, to be yeah. able to like connect on Star Wars message boards, yeah. and yeah. you know he's he's a moderator on Wikipedia, so he's good. And yeah. also an early an early pioneer in in viewing incest porn, apparently. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Also, while we're talking about Allison Janney, uh, in the first scene, I think you I think it's when she's talking about the Keegans. The parents guide uh, t- talks about a line of hers and oh it God, says, yes, there is a scene where a woman tells another woman that a woman called her a see you next Tuesday, a slang sentence that if you see the first letter of the four words I abbreviated, it spells the word in parentheses cunt. Actually, it spells sunt the way you spell it. I know, but that's that's okay. (laughs) I know my. Right? Yeah. Well, they wrote it out as the letter C, the letter U next Tuesday. But it's, I just love that. That was such a lovely character detail. It's like, (laughs) of course. She has a go-to shorthand to use that word, and she whispered like it's yeah. Mm. But also the the moment when she says to my face, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to <laughs> like, know. I know that it happens story. behind my back all the time, but yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but to my face, one, it was to my face. <laughs> Another perfect character moment though is once Duncan is discovered singing on the roof of the car, yes. he just runs away. That's what you do. Well, I mean, the he's, he's he sees a girl saying. notice him. He's like, oh god, I'm a teen boy. A girl noticed <laughs> me. Run <laughs> away. <laughs> A girl, a girl noticed me slightly vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. On top of a car. You saw me singing. Please don't respond. You saw me expressing myself. <laughs> oh, and then, boy. of course, we get this moment here where it's it's the the Peter pointing and trying to, like, because he's he's apparently horrifically cross-eyed. Although when we see the cross-eyed later in this movie, I'm like, I'm really surprised they didn't, like, digitally try to fix it to make it really extreme. Does he have a cross-eyed? It's, it's a lazy eye. Oh, a lazy eye. Sorry, but it's really not yeah. that bad of a lazy eye. Like it wouldn't be that distracting. No. But again, like it's the mother trying to figure out, you know, like how to be mother, right? And like mm-hmm. I'm supposed to make you a thing. I think that it's this. I don't really know. Well, and in that society too, it's like any mm-hmm. difference is weird. So he's, yeah. Yeah. she's just trying to be like, well, you have to be normal in Your this horribly mangled child. <laughs> yeah. No and one will like love a- you, Quasimodo. <laughs> <laughs> go to the basement with your star wars right. dolls <laughs> but the way like she it's it, she's like she she's she's harping on this like you told me to look and i can't i don't know where you're looking but she's it's more exasperated than like angry or frustrated like it's actually yeah. kind of comical the way that she's just like please just point just point and again she kisses him <laughs> on the forehead she's like tired. in this moment yeah, you know? like I think she's just like <laughs> trying to figure out how to work with this child that she doesn't understand. Well, and she's like, also, I think, trying to hand him off too, so she can have a good summer as well. Like, well, I think too, it's just like I've been there with being very frustrated with not knowing what like my kid is saying, and you're just like, oh my god, for the love of God, I just want to know what you're saying. What I can't understand you, yeah, I can't like. Ah! It's 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 sort of a a it's a healthier version of that as opposed to like the Babadook meme of the why can't you just be normal? Then yeah. you just scream at each other in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That'll come in my life. That's that's you know it's gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> a lot I, of screaming. I can't remember. Has what will mom do done Babadook yet? No, which we need to because that one's so good. I don't think yes. Sarah, I don't know if Bush has seen that yet. So I mean, October. Be a, uh, yeah, be, we can do it now. Why not? Yeah. Whatever. Why not? It, it's October it's somewhere. Spooky season all year round. <laughs> exactly. February. February. <laughs> oh, please let the monster <laughs> February. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we will. <laughs> uh, as, as you could tell from uh, our January celebration, we love a good pun theme month. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, speaking of themes, though, uh, we get back to Trump being an asshole because this is where he found out. Oh, no, he's fucking Joan is what I wrote down. Like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Joan also might be willing to fuck Duncan because Joan she just is wants really to fuck aggressive. anyone who's not her husband. Yeah, it's true. Poor Kip. It's true. Poor Kip. Honestly, I think Kip's fine with it. Brian, I was wondering, there seems like there's a lot of IMDb trivia fodder in this movie because it's like, oh, well, this uh, person wasn't this. Steve Carell. And, I know, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot that Tony Collette was in Little Miss Sunshine. They were oh, siblings. That's in the trivia. Uh, and also, I realized it myself watching the movie that Sam Rockwell and Allison Jenny both won their Oscars in the same year. Nice. Yeah. One um, person found that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. nope, it went away. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there, there's plenty of the uh, yeah second collaboration between Rob Corddry and Sam Rockwell. Daily Show correspondence. Uh, for, uh, oh, hold, okay, well, hold on a minute. Okay. Oh God, you open, actually why'd you open up this wormhole? Not Brian. <laughs> what the, the fuck? Episode. What the fuck is this trivia? Sam Rockwell in parentheses Owen previously starred in The Search for One Eye Jimmy as One Eye Jimmy. That was a good one. I the love fuck that. Does that have to do I, with I've anything? Not, I've not even heard of this movie. <laughs> I don't know what it has to do with anything. Nothing. Because really. so, did they talk about that in the movie though? Wasn't there a one-eyed Jimmy guy that, uh, that he that's was possible coming with the with the like because he, he also has a lot of like good like oh yeah blah blah blahs you know talking he has a good blah blah blahs <laughs> yes the blah blah blahs you know the technical term. What is this song that they're singing? Uh, it's Kyrie, and the lyrics are Kyrie Eleison, but Joan, dear it's, sweet Joan, <laughs> thinks know. it is carry a laser. Because that thought. makes sense. And when Kip asks her why, she goes, because they like outer space. <laughs> no. I, I didn't disagree with her because in my head, I've always heard carry a laser, too. Honestly, it's because I'm Catholic. It's the only reason I know Kyrie Eleison, because it is Greek for Lord have mercy or mm. God have mercy. I know, yeah. I know it because of the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but she is. Da- I-, I love because then, like, she starts grinding on Duncan, and then Tony Collette also starts dancing with Duncan. And, and then the, the first time that he's awkwardly dancing in yep. more than once in this movie. Yeah, this is this true. is an awkward dancing role. This is a dream mm-hmm. right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. This is what I, as I wrote, this is what it looks. Oh no, that's later. Sorry, but that's what it looks like when I audition yes. for musicals. <laughs> and oh my God, uh, bless uh, his daughter because she goes enjoy therapy, and it's perfect. It's <laughs> it yeah. perfect. He probably needs to be in therapy. We don't mm-hmm. know if he is. We everyone needs to be in therapy. Blanket this statement, is... official stance of trash to watch. all movies. <laughs> yes, correct. Same with what would mom do? Podcast counterpoint. <laughs> you need to be. You need to be in therapy with a good therapist. That's yes. true. Uh, also yeah. true. Yes. A, shitty, a shitty therapist can be worse than no therapy at all. It's true. Ooh. PSA. <laughs> but also a podcast is not a suitable substitute. <laughs> Unless it's our podcast, because we're really great at therapy. You guys are very good. It saves me 40 bucks a month, so yeah. I can't complain. 40 bucks a month? Where are you getting therapy? A better help? Oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's with insurance. That's what I pay too. So. Yeah. You people with insurance. All I'm saying, Chris, is I will gladly take 40 bucks a week for this podcast. I mean, I would love for our <laughs> Patreon to get you that, buddy. Uh, I don't remember what he does here, but I just on Trent fucking sucks. So, And I wrote not bad dadding. Wow. Oh, he does turn the music off. No. 
No, he yeah, turns I, the music off, which I'm like, okay, I get it. He's kind of trying to save Duncan a little bit there. I, I can read it as that. I think it was just because he doesn't want them to have a good time. He's just like, oh, he's actually... Or he wants his up. wiener to be the one touched. His two sex partners are not paying attention to him. No, it's. I didn't write down the not bad dadding because of the music moment, but because of dinner, he's like, hey, clean up after yourself. I'm like... Good. Like Tony Collette is like a little too lax with her son. Yeah. Like I feel I bad for her too though at this dinner scene because she like yeah. wants to tell a funny story and it probably was genuinely a funny story, but it was just like that awkward oh, yeah. moment of like, oh I'm gonna go left. Oh, we're both going left. Oh, I'll go right. Oh, we're oh, shit. No, I did feel very bad. Yeah, because she's there and she's like, it's it's when you're the new person in a group of friends and all they're doing mm-hmm. is talking about inside jokes that like I'm sure yeah. are very funny for the people who are there. This yeah, but. Uh, may have been almost too relatable based on the vacation I took this past summer. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, Ashley, dear oh, Ashley. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I pulled a Tony Collette and I was like, thanks, bye. You climbed in the back. <laughs> yeah, you, you did. in the back with Duncan. <laughs> yep. Well, yep. this is the first time you sort of see her feel like Duncan. You see this like li- like lineage between the two because she's trying to be cool i guess or trying to not be a three and yeah yeah because i mean going back to like trent trent is the kind of i mean trent is is a guy who negs like he's a guy like that is his basic personality is to be like i'm going to make you feel like crap and be desperate for my approval because that's how i get power over you i think that Tony Collette is extremely relatable in this movie because mm-hmm. she like she even we get a lot of the back history like she didn't really want to date him at first but she's yeah. also oh, like God, single geez. and vulnerable and lonely <sighs> and like she knows she knows that Duncan's dad doesn't want Duncan like that's why he left and she can't tell him that like because she's not brave right like and that speech yes. she gives at the end um like Tony Collette, I, I mean, I'll let Stacey do this, but I, I all the cards, all the cards for for Tony Collette, Oof. I feel yeah. for her. Yes, correct. I, there's <laughs> She's a, got a lot of learning to do though, too. <laughs> like, does, does, yes, yes, yeah. it's hard. It's just so nice to see though that Duncan is able to see his mom as a person, and she makes mistakes, and she's scared. And mm-hmm. but then you see everything flip when she sees her son be brave and this person she wants to be. And then you're right. like, oh my God, yes, like this is amazing. <laughs> he doesn't respect her. He doesn't oh. respect her for most of this movie. And like mm-hmm. it's it's her who needs to learn from him. Which, yes, exactly. You know, like, we we don't find out till the end. Yeah. 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 There's a moment too, like at, around this dinner scene where um Joan asks Tony Collette, like Oh, what do you do? Like, what what is that you do for a living? You find out she's a caterer, and Joan gives this like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I know, fuck yeah, because she literally says that. I'm like, they're rich, and she's the help. That's the thing. Yeah. I go fucking like, shitty. They don't, really, they don't really go into it, but I'm like, yeah. oh, that's why. That's why I really hate all these fucking people because uh-huh. they they're so rich that because they're not like retirement age. It's not like you know on Golden Pond or some shit. No, no. Um, they are just. <laughs> They're rich enough to be like, okay, well, I guess I can fuck off for several months and like have a second home that I go to. My mm-hmm. my note yeah. shortly is these rich fucking boaters. Boat uh, people. Ugh. <laughs> but if Tony Collette has an awkward conversation, young Duncan then has a conversation that made me want to crawl out of my skin and go and hide away forever. Because his first so like conversation with Susanna. Oh my God. <laughs> he what are you talking about? So it's great. It's per great. my note. <laughs> Oh, oh God! I'm Duncan. Do you do I heard it's going to be a hot summer. <laughs> do, you, do you miss so some hot. signals, bro? <laughs> well, let me let me read my notes a little bit after a little bit uh, later. 
I hate watching coming of age movies because they're all about how I absolutely could not read singles from girls that were into me. Uh, but it's going to be a hot summer. It, it was. Hot he was right. I thought we were done. I thought I had earlier and just I remembered it now. And so then I said it. So maybe like bring that up earlier when we're like ha- trying to have a conversation. No, he had to think about it. Listen, okay. Ashley, sometimes the thought occurs to you later and you're like, well, if I don't say it now, I will explode. Ashley, yeah. in his defense, conversations are something you have with other girls, and she is not no. like other girls. <laughs> reading a book. She's reading she a read, book. She was ready for autumn, and he she might not have known it was going to be hot because she's Listen, in autumn. She's mode. a dreamy, far off look with her nose stuck in a book. What a puzzle <laughs> to the rest of us is Susanna with one hair out of place. <laughs> <laughs> Oh but then God. Duncan flees the next day from Peter and Betty. Oh uh, yeah, with him with him stealing this like girl's bike out of the out of the uh garage or whatever. I and want just, that bike. That bike I is like, I, and good it's for a him. Seat bike. It's fucking he cool. fucking owns it. Like he's yeah. out running just like But like I love that he hides from them so aggressively, like, oh please yeah. don't catch me. I also love that it's not a, a thing of like he doesn't get like a bunch of bullies who make fun of him for having a pink bike. Mm-hmm. Like he has oh, the moment yeah. where he tears the things off the handlebars, but that's almost just like it fucking it keeps hitting me in the hand. Like yeah. it's almost yeah. he's frustrated and that's just an, it's well, not it's been, like oh, I no, think it's, I'm mad it's a nice it's a nice like setup for the uh, the breakdancing scene because it's 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 that part of what he's able to he his one of his qualities is like that he he's kind of able to at, find these points where he can sh- like basically not care like and that's one of the things he learns from Owen mm-hmm. and re- to really yeah. really bring out in himself is like you know what do you care what other people think. Well, I think it's interesting because you need you need a Sam Rockwell in this movie. If it was a younger person, like like a college age dude, that's just like a like a Van Wilder type that's just hanging mm-hmm. out at a water park, it wouldn't work. Like Sam Rockwell has this this almost like honest knowledge about what he's saying to this kid. He's like, I've lived it long enough. Don't work by patterns. Don't live this way. Like, but find yourself at the same time, and you believe it. It's also very important casting because, as Ashley correctly pointed out, I mean, he is Peter Panning super hard. And, like, we shouldn't root for him as hard as we do, but it's Sam Rockwell. So, because he's such a babe. That's that's can't yeah. get away with anything. <laughs> Whatever you well, want, Sam. Whatever scam. you want, Sammy. <laughs> you also have, like, you also have him. Um, no, you feel this like pain that he is stuck in this place. He's never left to mm-hmm. where he's like, I just don't want you to be like me. Cause even when um, I think Duncan says like, I just, I don't want to leave ever. He's like, Oh, well the winners you're stuck like bar backing and stuff like uh-huh. that. So it's not what it seems. So he's trying to be like, don't be like me, man. Like you got so much more to live. Like yeah, get out like, of here. <laughs> Sam, like is Owen and Trent, like they, they are, both kind of like very, very assertive in a lot of ways and have that a certain, a lot of similarities, but like Trent is much more like in the being again, and that sort of toxic masculinity that he doesn't really know how to like him for him. The problem is that you are this way. And I don't, I don't like that. You are this way. You need to stop being this way. And the only way he can articulate that through toxic masculinity is harm is like, is a harmful, yeah. like, you know, I'm going to make you feel bad about yourself. I'm going to, and, and with any, everyone he interacts with is like, I'm just going to put you down because that helps keep me afloat. And Owen, meanwhile, is like, because I, yeah, because I've lived it. I know. Don't yeah Don't make my mistakes. I genuinely, I'm saying it out of a genuine sense of helpfulness. Yeah. Like, and I think, I think it's Trent doesn't partially doesn't know how he yeah. doesn't have that experience of like, 
like Trent, Trent is someone who's like, I don't want you to be like that because it's not like me. And that's mm-hmm. bad. Owen is, I don't want you to be like that because that is like me. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a, I think that's a key distinction. I want to give a shout out to uh, Jim Rash and Nate Faxon for uh, the writing and directing here, because this opening, like this meat scene where, with a Pac-Man, like the, <laughs> the, the metaphor for the lesson he's going to be teaching him is so fucking heavy handed with this Pac-Man game. <laughs> That it should be insufferable, but it yeah. somehow works. Well, like I was, I, was, I was like, I honestly, it's also Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's so charming that he could be reading me, you know, the an IKEA manual, and I'd be like, okay, the famously wordless <laughs> IKEA manuals. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, what's the weird little blob man doing now? Um, I, I do love it when he's like, oh yeah, I'm having the game of my life. I'm on the cherry level. That's the first level, and it's still the game of my life. Like it's mm-hmm. so, like. To have the confidence to build a scene this early to have him say cut your own path his like his whole mm-hmm. like his like fourth line in the movie his his whole mantra and the whole thing he's going to try to teach him that he'll say then again at the end of the film just to make yeah. sure you knew that that's the whole point <laughs> yeah like imagine though like if this was a harrowing thriller and you saw this whole thing from uh sam rockwell's perspective and it starts with him seeing duncan in the backseat of the car and it's him for like two days just like obsessing over this child like oh he's stuck in my brain i gotta fix him i know he's a nerd he was in the back of a car i gotta fix him i'll go play Pac-Man find him. Me. <laughs> pac-man nerds like pac-man like, <laughs> and pizza <laughs> and pizza i'll be there water parks <laughs> That's creepy. That's creepy. On the other hand, Sarah Brock was like, oh shit, Pac-Man. Oh, cool pizza. Oh, my cup runneth over. That's right. The entire water water park park staff takes lunch at the same time every day. I know, right? Also, I mean, (laughs) he's not trying to impress Maya Rudolph, they do. That's true. That's true. Right. (laughs) Oh, Maya. So yeah, then then I think, yeah, next next is the boat scene. Oh, fuck this Uh, This is the quote, my titties need some color. God bless you, Allison Channing. <laughs> who who else could pull off that line? And I was like, that's of course. She's just that's, that's a facts, stating facts. She needs some color. She there. has a, a knack of just like you give her the personality that you need in the scene, and she just blows it out of the fucking water every time. Like she is completely embodied as this over you know, this overactive woman who doesn't want like nobody wants her in your life and she just keeps showing up. She's this so is the good at this. Fourth or fifth movie we've seen of her on the podcast, and she is perfect in every single one of them. Yeah. Makes Everything sense. Uh, it's so yeah. like mm-hmm. she might be pre-programmed, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> she's so good. <laughs> like they just plug Allison Janey in the in and they're like, all right, type her, type what she's gotta do. Okay, run the AI program. Here we go. <laughs> Let's see what happens. The AJ program. The AJ program. Hey! The AJ initiative. <laughs> oh but yeah, God. so it's this scene is where we find out that first off, of course, of fucking course, Trent went as a cop for Halloween. Oh wait, no, oh, first, first though. Wait, we have to talk about this first though because I am baffled this doesn't come back. So when they're getting ready to get on the boat, Trent comes up to Duncan and is like, "You got to wear this fucking life jacket." And he's like, "I don't want to wear the fucking life jacket." He's like, "Well, you can't swim." And then Tony Collette's like, well, he could kind of swim. He's just kind of bad at it. Then he spends the rest of the summer working at a water park and nary once do we see him struggle to swim. Well, we he's don't not see actually him bad swimmer. He's just not yeah. com- swimming swimming is vulnerability. You have to take your shirt off, you're in the water. I know, but like, just once. I don't know. I feel like it should have been addressed. I I feel like it's like... Are you trying to find the one flaw in this film so it doesn't anger God? (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I just love the oversized life jacket. It's so it's like it is pretty good. The prop person nailed it because I like I don't think this is really exists. I feel like this was custom made for the movie to be <laughs> just custom made, big. and they made but, like ten of them, but uh-huh. not so uh-huh. big that you can't believe it really exists. But like mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, okay, that's not. That's not the it's actual size of these. It's, it is perfectly large. It's like one of the it's one of the mid stage hats in that scary movie three gag where the hat just keeps getting bigger every time yes. they cut back to her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, but this is uh, this is yeah we get this is where we get the backstory of Tony Collette and Steve Carell and I wrote down wait is this bad romance month did I do it early? <laughs> uh, you you kind of did yeah you, because you he, did. he basically stalks her for the entire party Ugh, and then months. and then yeah and then literally it's like. He just wore her down. Yeah, that's what he did. He landed Tony Collette. So let that be a lesson, men: stalk women at their jobs when they can't leave. It sounds like Gene Kelly in like an American in Paris when he keeps on like bothering Leslie Corinne, like with like, "Hey, I'm going to call you. I'm going to come to your perfume place until Mm -hmm. you go out with me." And it works. It's so (laughs) much that like 1950s, 60s, like aggressive male culture that's like, "Ah, don't worry. If you just keep going after her, eventually Eustace will give up." It's the like, James yeah. Bond. It's like it. It, it is. It's the, the mm-hmm. like persistence is key. Like never give up on the woman, which was framed as romantic for uh, centuries, centuries, right? Centuries. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just so and like depending oh. on where depending on where you look, and sometimes still is. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's okay to just like if someone tells you no just to be like all right cool I'll find somebody else like it doesn't you don't it yeah anyway. it depends on whether or not you like the game like. If there is a game. Just make sure you're way. both playing the same game. Yeah, right, yeah that's, that's the, the key. Thing. Is like, yeah. are you playing Candyland or another <laughs> right. game? Or are you playing? Yeah. Candy candy follow the rules of the game. Fucking Candyland. But it's just it's fucking drunk adult summer on this boat, and yeah, and it, they have this weird conversation about that, like how that all came to be, and then there's one point where I think it's I think it's Joan looks at Trent and is like, I didn't know you had that kind of stamina. Like oh yeah, well, no, Allison Jenny says so it. Allison Jenny yeah. says it because of the you know, three months. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was waiting for them to be yeah. like, oh yeah, did you not know that he's kind of a hoe? Like right, yeah. yeah. But no one said anything. No one said anything. That. Except I thought that was actually a telling. I thought that was a telling genuine. Like while it is a sex joke, obviously, it also yeah. I think is a genuine comment of like, oh, I didn't think you would like pursue a woman for that long like you you seem so interested in just like sleeping with who's available and well every everyone on this boat is only planning on seeing this woman for this summer and this summer alone like obviously she's not coming back but that's the thing i don't think steve carell considers her a one and done type of woman like i really do think that steve carell is genuinely interested in pam like i mean we see like you know i mean i'm getting a little ahead of it but like when we find out that he has been sleeping with gene like he pushes her away the first time like uh, and of course yeah. she's persistent persistent well, after, he, the lesson, after I guess he cups her crotch for a second he does get a couple feels in and then pushes but, her away. but he really doesn't he actually like she's shoving herself onto him and he's just kind of like taking it and then he he backs away like i, I really do think that tony collette is supposed to be somebody different to him like I think he's actually I think well, he doesn't nag her like he's actually no, very complimentary true. to Pam the whole time. He's just also like the straight lace like this is what a man is and this is what I'm supposed to do type of guy. Right. And you see Joan, she I think notices that and that's why she 
steals Tony oh, Collette's yeah. like headband yeah. style too because she's like, oh, is this what you want? Then I'm going to wear it too, and yeah. hopefully yeah, I, you'll be attracted to me. Look at me. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't think Steve Carell. That, that's why I think it is uh, Allison Janney's being insightful again and being like, oh, I'm surprised. Like this. Yeah, I I don't think he. Yeah, he's not putting an artifice. I think she's genuinely mm-hmm. surprised. Like, oh, I didn't think you would actually have someone that you would do this would with. be interesting yeah. this like this yeah but when do we get into the water park i mean you see the trailers it's all about this water park i'm like it's all these drunk it's adults a while. <laughs> using this tea also i and i wrote down here is like water parks are in a post-pandemic world utterly horrifying yes, they are agreed. and especially the I... name of this one water whiz where all oh. the water <laughs> is made of whiz oh <laughs> water whiz i hate water parks i hate them i went to a water park this summer again on this very similar vacation. Oh no! Oh no! Is this your life? Is this? <laughs> this became strangely autobiographical. Did I um, give you a trigger warning, Ashley? I'm sorry. No, <laughs> but no, like water parks are the worst. They're terrifying. I hate them. Uh, and so it was nice to like imagine that the water park can be a happy place through this movie and through the lens of this child. <laughs> See, I haven't been to a water park since I was an awkward teenager and didn't want anyone to observe me. And also as a you know, a heavier kid in a place where you're supposed to walk around without your shirt on, I was not super wild about that idea. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how I'd feel about them in the abstract. I like thrill rides. So I think I would like the rides and going down the slides at a water park. But I still don't like the idea of just being around a bunch of people and dealing with all Man. of that part of the water park. When those kids got caught in the tube, I felt very claustrophobic. I was like, yeah. you are drowning. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one I wrote down, though. This kid is like, we get it. He's a disaffected teen. I get it. He he breaks to a water you. park to sit on a bench and stare straight ahead and not look around. In well, this first time, this first time is he, he sees we we get Sam Rockwell in his like apartment above the water park where we find and we finally meet Maya Rudolph. who's like, are you going to work today? Are you going to work today? She rules. She rules she so hard. Rules so hard. Yeah, definitely like <laughs> the yes. best character. A thousand percent. <laughs> Every time you see her, you just smile because she's like not only just stunning, but she's also like so confident and warm and funny. And she has this like superior, like, I almost want to call it mom energy, but like fun mom energy. And you're like. Well, but she's yeah. resentful because she wants oh, to be the fun be. mom and she's not allowed to be the fun mom yeah. because she's parenting her partner. Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Yeah. Also, she's I, pregnant again, in this movie. Not relatable. Yeah, I don't she know is. What, yeah. She looks great, too. She does. And according to the trivia, like the originally like Caitlin was basically it was like she was a young teenager who just kind of was just a, a bit part like not. And then later drafts, they decided to make her older and have her interact with Owen more. And it's still like kind of just like superficial interactions. But then it's like once they cast my Rudolph, they says they told Rudolph and Rockwell that, that although there was not much in the script, the, the two actors would have to create a meaningful relationship between their two characters. And boy, howdy, do they? they yeah, sure did. they did great. Because, yeah, I think anything le- without my Rudolph's character as it exists now, like this would be sort of a sadder, darker, cautionary tale of Owen. Mm-hmm. Like I still have hope for Owen at the end of this film. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I do he, too. Yeah. He, he has wasted a lot of time and spun a lot of wheels, but I think he's on the right path now. I think he's sort of taken this experience of helping Duncan so directly to heart, and also like Maya's pushed him at the right times. That mm-hmm. uh, I think without Caitlin, I'd be like, oh, like I, I'm glad that Duncan's doing better, but this yeah. this ooh. guy, ooh, it's there's dark. this okay. <laughs> there's this great moment too, like later on with Maya Rudolph after like the the tube incident that's about to come up like she looks at sam rockwell and says something that's so like heartbreaking and 
I don't know, but like at the same time, like he plays off of it so well too to be like, no, no, this is my fault. I'm gonna have to fix this because this is the utopia I want to live in. That's the person I want to be with. What do I have to do? And it's like, yeah, you can fuck up in a relationship. You can do stupid things. But as long as at the end of it, you're still like trying to make it work and you're trying to make it better. Like that's what's most important. I don't know. It's just like it was great to see that kind of grounded relationship. So you're not sitting there thinking like Duncan is just going to be led really astray by this really kooky, weird dude that doesn't really have his whole life together. He's like, he's got it. He's just working on it still because we yeah. always should be working on ourselves. It's 2022. I ain't doing jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until 2023. That's right. We <laughs> That's get another year off and we're going to have it. <laughs> uh, Duncan's making it happen, though, because he has this next little flirt with Susanna where she goes, I you're right. Can... It is hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I was thinking of the other one when he was at the water park and it brought uh, the, that's the so PA good. system. Oh, I that can't got wait. me. Oh, fucking good. Because I had a similar experience working at a, a pool as you a lifeguard. Had a similar experience. Oh, yes, a lot of times. And uh, all right, we're, we're gonna hold because that, that I can't yes. wait for this story. But I want us to earn it. We're gonna have to work our way there. It'll, it'll encourage us to keep going. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. My next question was: Is Trent a serial killer? Because yes, 100%. he's sitting in the dark in a chair, just waiting for Duncan to walk through the door. Oh, and how sad that Duncan waits outside until the lights go off. That's so fucking sad. Very sad. But like, also, this is another place where I wrote, but Trent's also not wrong. Like, he yeah. should, Duncan should also be communicating. And yeah, this like, trust. Note. now he breaks it. Like, I'm not saying that like he earns it or that he deserves the trust and respect that he's asking from Duncan. Yeah. But like, he's not wrong about what they should be expecting from each other. Yeah. But he's also, once again, I, th- I think there's one or two words that though, like, he's doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Cause I'm pretty sure he says like your mom made me wait up for you. No, oh, he's, he, I told your mom I'd wait up for you. I think. Oh, okay. And I'm sorry as a mom, I'd be waiting up for my kid. Yeah. I yeah. would be making the stepdad wake up, wait up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Mom is, she's got flaws. Yeah. She does. <laughs> she, needs she, does. A, she needs a Trent in some ways. She really she does. does. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And no. <laughs> she's a partner in some ways maybe not <laughs> maybe not Trent, but she maybe needs not. a yes. partner yeah. yeah she needs somebody with some with some structure but yes, yes. It, was, it was at this point that i wrote down somebody please throw trent into the sea never to be heard from again <laughs> i mean if there's another boat scene maybe <laughs> uh, yeah but this is where it kicks in high gear really contrasting to them because he goes back to the water park the next day and this is when he in this one he actually like sam rockwell talks to him again i love the line <laughs> Where he goes like, oh, why do you always wear these jeans? And he goes, my mom buys my jeans. That's great. Always take things literally. How's that working out for you? you <laughs> yeah. Like, th- there's a moment too later where he's like, do, do you get comedy? Like, yes. it's so fucking great. <laughs> he's just doing. He's, oh my god. He, mm, yeah, he wastes Faster a bit. Conversation. On him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote down. Uh, waste a bit over. Yeah, so that was a waste of a bit. The trash watch story. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I do love this moment when they run into Jim Rash and it's, yes, like, it's the dean. Yeah, and he's so, so he's so deaning it up in this movie too. It's uh, Lewis. So good. It's too real. It's a little too real. He's like, I keep saying, he's like, if I was gonna go, and he's like, what do you, what do you want to do with your life? And he's put on the spot, and he's like, ah, uh, three things you want to do with your life. Yeah, stormcatcher. He, he wants to see New Mexico, invent something, and become a storm chaser. Also, yeah, storm chaser, and uh, he, when he acts it out, he goes. Look, there's a storm. Let's go get it. And then he grabs the storm. Yes. It's the perfect little detail. 
Whisker remake starring Jim Rash. (laughs) Speaking of details, like the way that that uh, Lewis talks, just like I'm not long for here. Like he's just so like morose. (laughs) Also, such a great contrast to the Dean. That's why I love seeing Jim Rash. It's also so weird to see Jim Rash with hair. Yes, and a mustache. The Jokes mustache. on you! I had to. Like, how does like the mustache? Mustache <laughs> yes. like is like that's like I could see the dean wearing a mustache, but oh, like with dean actual would, hair, I'm like, yeah. yeah. If, Je- if Jeff Winger got a mustache, he would get one too. To be yeah. honest, <laughs> we're, we're stash bros. Stash brothers. Uh, but yeah, he, this is when he tells them all that Maya Rudolph is the one you wait for, and I'm like, fuck yes, she is. Yeah, Maya 100%. Rudolph. Is uh, duh. Yeah. I would wait for both Sam Rockwell and Maya Rudolph to just be in the little cocoon sandwich with both of them, just like mm. <laughs> perfect. Well, that's and like that close. moment, that's a dream. <laughs> that moment is so telling too when she's like walking away from him and she turns around smiling and then turns back around and walks. And he looks at Duncan and goes, See, that's how you know they like kids when they turn around. I'm like, Yep, yep, that's the ultimate You're one. He's teaching Duncan to read signals, yeah, something yeah, that great. we all desperately the need. The man needs it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then this little trio of kids are having their argument about passing him on the slide. Vladimir, Ishmael, and Ming Lee. And then poor Neil. Neil. They're poor all, they're all Neil. yelling at Sam Rockwell. And then Neil says something. He's like, don't interrupt him, Neil. He's talking. <laughs> Neil is the Jerry. Damn, I was literally just Jerry say of the fucking crew. I was just going to say that. That was my note. Because <laughs> even when they get stuck in the tube, they were yelling at Neil about it, too. Oh, yeah. Also, man, that just made me think of the Always Sunny episode at the water park. Yes. Yeah. yes. D and D, was it, who is it? D and who else gets stuck in oh, the water um, slide? Fuck. Maybe it was uh, Frank. It might have been Frank. Because yeah, Charlie and Mac are going to try and hit every slide in the park. Yes. Yeah. And Dennis wouldn't go. But speaking of creeps in water parks, uh, Nate Faxon appears at the top of the slide. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, who that boy made me is so gross. <laughs> he <Yeah>. is so <laughs> gross. He's got a big old E. Like, yeah, uh, we're going to have a big old hole. Oh, this whole park's getting shut down in 2018 to, because it's got me too'd. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, That's the thing. Like, I kind of wish Sam Rockwell had, like, while I believe Sam Rockwell would have done this, like, okay, if it was like Roddy who did it and like Roddy was showing him around the park, but Sam mm-hmm. Rockwell's like, watch this. I'm like, oh, God damn it, Owen. <laughs> I was rude. We were rooting for you so Again, hard. He's Peter Panning. He doesn't hey, understand appropriate <laughs> behavior with women. Like, yeah. well, especially when they get to the bottom of the slide and he's like groping at her. And I know. I'm like, oh, come on, yeah. guys. He's really? all up on her body and she's like, Owen, to... get yeah. on me. Like, he does it all the time. It's like, oh, it's boy. So You're good. like, uh, oh, yeah. Like, guys. like uh, we have one water park in a hundred mile radius. It's actually pretty decent. The food's okay. The rides are pretty all right, but you will get groped by a 40 year old mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. If you're okay Guaranteed. with that, we're going to have a great summer. Also, yeah. don't leave your kids unattended. He will teach them life lessons. Also, <laughs> he will say something wildly <laughs> inappropriate about doing crack cocaine and sleeping with hookers, and then he'll point to the smallest child in line and go, it's good to see that you've grown up a little bit. Brandon, <laughs> 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 I like the idea of like, him, like you, you get like, it's like, oh, I finally found you at the water park. Hey, hey, who self-actualized my son? <laughs> How dare you? He has a newfound confidence and pep for life. Don't appreciate it. We were perfectly happy with him not being noticed. He was a he three. He was a perfectly God. good three. He just sat in his room quietly. It was perfect. I'd love Owen says his car is just the right amount of shitty. And I'm like, just oh, the right amount of shitty. Yep. That's how I feel when I'm cleaning my house. I'm like, okay, this is just the right amount of shitty. Dude, your house is beautiful. 
I love briefly. It is briefly cleaned. Well, you know, you currently covered in paw prints and dog hair and. Sorry, that I left life, sitting man. around because I was too lazy to move it. I, I love this moment where, like, he's j- like offering him a ride home, and he's like, "Well, I don't know, and it, I, I guess, I mean, maybe, are you sure?" And he's like, "Dude, Duncan, our conversations have to start going faster." And I'm like, "Yes, I agree. Yes, they do. <laughs> they are laborsome at best." And also, Let's what a payoff to that! What a payoff to that line too. Yes, right. I know yes. that was good. That was fantastic. Good. So when he gives him the ride home and then he's like, hey, like, do you want a job? Like, I I need people to just like float around the, the park and do work that, you know, clean up vomit and stuff because that was the running gag. And I wrote down that Duncan uses my favorite phrase. If it isn't too much trouble. <laughs> oh, oh, can I say a little bit? Of <laughs> that is the okay. insecure person's like uh, mantra. No. <laughs> Big, big, uh, big, uh, me setting date plans energy where we're both like, uh, it's fine. No, uh, I mean, I don't want to, uh, we, we probably hate each other. It's fine. No, never mind. <laughs> See, Merritt and I have the opposite. We're both like not willing to commit to being the one who decides things for the date. Cause like, what if it goes terribly? What if Olive Garden for once is really shitty and it's going to be my fault till the day I die? Hey, the, the, uh, the shitty upside. Olive Garden, my stars. Here's the I thing, know, right? The upside of Olive Garden being just like microwave food for you is it's always going to be the same, baby. It is. It's <laughs> Olive Garden's always there. For you. I say Olive Garden yeah. might not be shitty, but it gives you the shits. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And as we Jamie, know, those of you the <laughs> Oh, I don't so know I, what happens mean, next. I I think somewhere in this conversation, uh, I think it's with it's with uh, Owen. Owen talks about like clowns or something, and oh, yeah. and I wrote down. I is like Chris. Yeah, did you try to figure out the forty six ways to kill a clown? I didn't, but only because like I'm like, why do you need forty six if one works consistently? Just do the one. Well, who's to say that one works? <laughs> Oh, okay, good point. Some more awkward parenting happens. He gets the job. Uh, I, I, I have the next uh, flirting scene. Is do you want me to keep talking? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, the, yeah. So it's Fourth of on July. The... It's Fourth of July at Betty's, right? Yeah. It's, uh, that's it. So we've got everybody, all the grown-ups, just like smoking going, weed. Oh yeah, Betty's like, clam jam. Doing bad stuff. Oh, like, every yeah. day with Betty is a clam jam. <laughs> that's true. This so, is where Steve Crow gets real. Yeah, because it's like. She's like, come sit by me. I want to sit next to my son and talk to you this summer. And then Ugh. turns to me like, never mind. Let's have weed and go smoke with my Ian. friends. But Ugh. honestly, I'm on Carell's side at this point because that sounds amazing. I wrote down alcoholics and Janny. Hey. Uh, <laughs> just having a good time. <laughs> she ain't driving. She ain't hurting nobody. She ain't fucking somebody's husband. You don't know that, person. Chris. I know, I don't. You're not right. for She's lack not. of trying. Yes. <laughs> of exactly. She's trying. She's not, yeah. but not because of her morals. That's why we don't so. talk to the Kiefers anymore. Yeah. <laughs> to her face. Yeah, so they're they're partying and having a good time. He, this, is where, this is where we find out that uh, young Peter is an uh, incest enthusiast. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. Because Luke and Leia are but it's so, up. You know it's so You know they're brother and sister, right? Why would I care? <laughs> also, shout out to Duncan. This is a nice moment, I think, where he recognized that like maybe this young nerd kid does need some help because he checks in. He's like, hey, how's it going? Like, what's up? He he no. genuinely asks. He's he's not like he, he. They tell him to go do it, but while he's getting food, he happens to check in on him. I was like, eh, good for you, Duncan. That's a little. Yeah. There you go. So like I 
growing up, I was I was a total Peter. I think I might still be as like an adult. And the reason why is because like my sisters are twins, so they always had each other. So when we'd go on like big vacations like this, like they would just go play with each other, and and then it was just me. Like, well, I, I brought some Batman the Animated Series figurines. I'm gonna go hide yeah, out in this, this little like uh, gazebo, and this is just what I'm gonna do for the. <laughs> Go on, Catwoman. You're great. Then you had them make out. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. That's oh yeah, fine. no, no. I didn't know That's what canon. sex was until I got to high school. But I'm like, I know they're gonna bump parts, so let's bump parts. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the plastic parts. Yep. That's how it's, I sex. Just bash the hands together. That's how it works, right? Yep. It's just hands. You did parts. it. You did it. That's, that's hand it. stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to put um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Barbies, and that's, oh, God. yeah. That, Violent yep. cross. I want to see that family. I want, that's, that's the TV show I want. Exactly, it's, it'll happen. It's Donatello and Barbie Ninja trying Barbies, to make it work in the big city. Mutant, but it, but it's Barbies. like it's like that um, uh, little people, big world. So it's like one normal girl, one normal turtle, and then like this weird, hideous weird. crossbred turtle girl, Barbie. It's like <laughs> I'm the good one of the family. Oh boy, uh, voiced by NC. Yes. Yep. Uh, my yeah. So this scene with uh, him. And I can't wait Susan. to make this happen. <laughs> Fan artists, get at us, and then also subscribe to our Patreon. Um, they so Susanna and Duncan have this like moment on the beach while the fireworks are going off. A lot of great moments in this in this sort of little uh, interaction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Susanna has the. Do you want me to keep talking? As Duncan is awkwardly sitting there in silence, like a. It's a great creep. question. Like mm-hmm. uh, I've been in those moments. I've been Duncan, and I've been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like Susanna, we're, we're trying like, to be yeah. polite and just listening, and then like, oh, should I be talking more? And then yeah, like, like, oh, no, I'm do you want me much. to stop talking? Do you want me to keep talking? I have no idea. I gotta say though, like for a coming of age romantic comedy, as as much as this is that, like. It is nice that it's not so heavy handed and it's not really about them becoming a couple or like yeah. falling oh, in no. love with each other. Like, it's really nice that they had this conversation, but it's also nice that like if you took it out, it probably wouldn't change anything. Well, that here's much. the thing, though, it, it, it like it because she's not just there to be the love interest. She's also yeah. there to like explore the parental issues because this is all about sort of, you know, non nuclear mixed family, like different mm-hmm. family situations and how like kids view the situation, how the adults view the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so without this scene, we wouldn't get the world's biggest oof that I wrote down for <laughs> when he gets settled. It's a really nice place. And he, yeah. I'm going to go out there and I'm like, yeah. oh, my Ooh, heart Betty. shattered into infinity pieces Betty. when that scene happened. I forgot about that scene. Yeah. And I remembered all the fun <laughs> and forgot all the trauma. Oh, my God. This, this is when I went. No wonder he needs Owen. Right. Like yeah. mm-hmm. he's yeah. desperate for a father figure. His mother yeah. keeps letting him down over and over and over again. Yeah. Like he's searching for someone who does see him. But Trent is not that guy. But also there's this there's a beautiful moment that I love so much. That is uh, it shows you when someone understands someone. And that even mm-hmm. though she's not a, a parental figure because it's Susanna. But yeah. she asks him, like, where do you go during the day? And he's he's saying to say because he wants to share with her, but also he doesn't want to say. And she goes, it's fine. Let it be yours. And I'm like, that's so good. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, especially for teenagers, like who, you feel like you have no control of your life. Sometimes you just need something that's yours. Well, it's like the, the, act, the act three of this movie could have so easily been her like discovering where he works and then like Trent's daughter and all his shithole friends show up and it starts ruining the one good thing for the summer for them. But I love the way that they took it as Mm -hmm. like you said, it's, it's your place. And then they share a day together at it. And it's this beautiful, beautiful, like just like random date day. And it's wonderful. And it's, and it's it's, romantic. 
it's still his place. And she, so mm-hmm. she's respecting like being in this place on his terms. Like I'm mm-hmm. not going to, I'm not going to commandeer this, yeah. this place that is for you. Like I just, and, I want to share it. I want and to also clearly that's like, it's probably like a month or so after the 4th of July. Like it is later in the summer when that yeah. happens. Cause this, yeah, this conversation happens at the 4th of July and she's like, it's cool. You don't need to tell me. So I imagine there were other moments of them like running into each other outside the houses and having little chats and stuff where maybe she didn't have to ask if she needs to stop talking. <laughs> so there, yeah, there's growth. Uh, there's a lot of growth off scene in this one. Oh um, my God. So there's a moment coming up here. Like we, we've been talking about it where we see Steve Carell, you know, actually kissing Joan yeah. and it's uncomfortable obviously because of the implications of where it goes, but there's a moment after it where he gets back to the fire and he hands the marshmallows to Al to, um, Tony Collette, oh, and no. yeah, oh, like, oh, this is all you brought, and he's like, oh yeah, Jones got the rest of the ingredients, and like, just watch her face; it transforms, it's, yeah, yeah, in such a heartbreaking way. My note here, in all caps, is Pam suspects. Keep going, Pam. Accept the truth and throw mm-hmm. Trent into the sea, never to be heard from again. <laughs> but she's not strong. No, she's not. She's, not. No. That, she's like he's a he's a decent oh. guy. He's got good money. He's willing to take care of me and my kid. I guess I can settle for this. When we get to that speech from Tony Collette, worth every penny she's ever been paid for every movie because mm-hmm. she is so damn good. Should have gotten yeah. a goddamn nomination for Hereditary. Like you should have. Same with Lupita Nyong'o for uh, Us. Like these mm-hmm. are things. Like these are nominations. Us is like, what? Well, yeah, that like that. Whatever you think of the movie, that performance is dynamite. Um. But let's see, yeah. So let's get to Duncan's first day at the water park. Finally, he's working at the water park. He has a T-shirt. Speaking of Chris, did you go on Etsy and try to buy the T-shirt? <laughs> I haven't yet, but I it's it is on the list of things to look at. Um, I was looking the other day because we watched Brazil as a group together this weekend as well. I was trying to find like the office, like uh, oh, like, the executive designer, and and they there are versions of it that are like wood and they're kind of like triangular. And I'm like, no, if I'm getting this, I want I want the executive designer. Oh, yeah, 3D printed plastic. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah. I want the whole Chris thing. Rusin, I, don't want get on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want something like goofy, like kind of looking like it. I want it. Oh yeah, Stacey, I don't I don't know if it's spilled over into our crossover episodes that Chris has a bad habit of like going on Etsy and wanting to buy things from the movies. I get it. it. Early <laughs> days, it was like four movies in a row. He's like, by the way, this hat's coming to my house. Now, like, the nice what? thing is, the nice thing is I still like That's I'm still living thing. under like a $40 budget. So like I don't go above that. Like I think the most expensive one I've bought so far is the NASA hat from yeah, but, uh, Flight but of the Chris, Navigator. We do we do a movie a week. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I know, but yeah. I've slowed down. Like, I, Chris, I haven't bought anything since Flight of the Navigator. Okay. Wait, it's no, like, if you Tracy, have a $40 a week Etsy one. budget, you have a problem. <laughs> Chris's apartment, much like the apartment in Brazil, is just gradually getting more and more just cluttered and cramped with shit. But it's all the same thing. Like, I can't stop buying Lutheran sister gun club (laughs) patches. Also, it's it's the sort of thing that's only going to happen when it's the screenwriter and co-screenwriter and co-director, but the amazing background line of Jim Rash going, he wasted an exorbitant amount of time. So good. Because, yes. uh, so uh, yeah, as Sam Rockwell's doing his, like, I'm super charming, like, funny, bit-filled speech mm-hmm. to introduce Duncan to the job and talk about him, and, and Jim Rash just like, you're, you're so killing me. Like, good just, lord. He's like, you could this could have been this could have been an email. Like, come on. <laughs> um, I have a question, although it seems like not very many of us are water park people, but do break dances often break out in the middle of All water the time. parks? Oh, Chris, if All I had a nickel time. for every break dance I had to break <laughs> You'd out. have none. You have so many non-nickels. <laughs> and so like... dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, the implications 
or dark there. Like, I mean, this is this is Massachusetts. Why, seeing a, seeing a person point. of color is enough for them to just like completely lose. This is actually this is Cape Cod. Like this is like the hoity-toity Massachusetts. But this is the like shitty town outside of Cape Cod. That's why he has to ride the bike no. a while. This uh, is not yeah, like Cape. He has to ride to get to the port part for for all the like but people like, who work at the country clubs in Cape Cod where they live. When I tell you that I did not think him awkwardly dancing was going to happen more than once in this movie. Don't like, worry. It comes back so especially many when times. he declares three times. That, three yeah, times. Especially when he tells us loudly that he can't crunk. And he gets a <laughs> fucking great nickname out of it. Yeah, you I know, right? Yeah. How the that fuck nickname? does this awkward piece of shit have better dance moves than me? Here's the thing, Sam Rockwell. You will, yeah, you'll never convince me that this was not set up. Oh, absolutely! Because a spontaneous out like dance breaking from the world's mm-hmm. most supportive crowd, who's going to take this very awkward teen and support him and help him spin on his head. Like it's like uh, it was showing so- him moves. It's it's <laughs> like when it's like when Spider Man saves the subway in Spider Man Two. It's like oh, New York has got to get behind Spider Man so he can spin his head and finish with a really good pop. I can't we talk about bringing cardboard to a water park though uh, <laughs> i believe about. they said they broke into a uh, i think i believe he said they like went into a shed and got it so i believe they like uh, walked into okay. like an office but it's gonna get wet it's gonna yeah. get so wet so wet but this, this also tells you like so much this movie was originally had to have originally been set in the 80s like they really just wanted this to be an 80s film and the mm, production yeah. company said we can give you this amount of money so you can either fix it or make it an 80s film brian i have a question for you so during this montage of him becoming a very confident man, how does the IMDb parents guide feel about him ogling the ladies all the way uh, through it? Well, let me see. Oh, yes, I, I definitely I, I'm glad that you said that because I wanted to. OK, it says so entry says a man jokes with a teen boy asking if the boy, quote, gets laid. Male park employees teach teenage boy how to oogle women's buttocks. Oogle. Two O's. Well, yes, of course. How do we spell ogling? Just do Google without a G. Google. <laughs> oh god, what is that? What is that? The Oogles that that? Are you think of the Oogie Loves in the Great Balloon Adventure? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, we get a little bit of him working at the park now. Now he is pop and lock. God, uh, we all stand pop and lock. Oh my god! And the girls later that are like, "Hey, pop and lock." I'm like, dude. Oh, cool. But also, <laughs> but also that girl's like 10. So he was like, I'm the cool 13 oh, yeah. year old. And she's 10. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, but this is also the when Owen gets some big truths from my Rudolph. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because this at this point, the three the the three kids, um, they rush the water slide. They get stuck. And then they're like, how are we going to get these kids out? They're all companions, right? Yeah, they're they're. Yeah. I think what they're doing is they're trying because earlier in the movie, we set up the passing someone on the water slide so i feel like they're trying to like oh we're gonna pass each other Mm -hmm. like i think that that's what that that is is. their idea is that they're gonna do it yes i am a little upset though because these these three boys get stuck in the tube and obviously he's like turn the water off let them get their grip and then turn themselves around and slide down the tube or whatever he's like yeah we're not gonna do that let's go ahead and just find a big dude that'll knock them out of the tube and they pick a pretty big guy, but they could have picked a much bigger dude. It's a volunteer system, Chris. Yeah, I know, but they needed a really fat guy. He was holding this. out for a hero till the end of the night. He's <laughs> he got to be strong. Fucking lyrics. He's got to be fast. Did any of you see the life. Footloose remake? Did any of you see it? <laughs> the first time I heard holding out for a hero was Shrek. Yep. Uh, Shrek 2, baby. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, I wrote down. Um, oh God, was the Footloose remake that long ago? How old am I? What is? I, think it was, I know. 
I who's know. Old, I was like, I forgot there was these? a remake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened like, here? Jesus. 2011. So that was that was like two years before this movie. Like, oh God, God. that's yeah. just over oh a decade God. old. Fucking. Well, I like the idea that Rockwell was like, this wasn't even written down. Rockwell just looked at him like, I want to ask if anyone saw this fucking remake. Did any of you see Footloose? No <laughs> remake. All right. <laughs> But yeah, they get they get a big guy that goes in and they push him down there and he knocks Vladimir Ishmael and Ming Li out. Quite Maya dangerous. Rudolph shows quite, up quite and she's like, Yeah, you shouldn't fucking do that. That's a terrible thing. He's like, It's fine. It's like it's gonna get a shutdown. And then she goes, This is now just a professional. It's uh, just a yeah. job. This now. is just a job. Just a job. And but I don't she, want it to be. But she it also hurts. She also attacks me on a personal level by saying, Aren't you sick of yourself? <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> oh, buddy! No, hey, no, no buddy. You okay? Hey, are you okay? She you wasn't sick problem? of Sam Rockwell. I'm just Listen, saying, Chris. I pay myself are. forty dollars a week to just like look in a mirror and recite my problems, and then I go, "Ha, oh, that sucks, bud. Glad it's not me." <laughs> yeah, and then it rains, which apparently means the water park is closed. Yes. Yeah, because water parks thundering. are no fun when it's raining. I mean, I well, get that, it but like it's probably going to stop. Yes, also that. That's a big thing is. I worked as a lifeguard at a pool. That's brag. Oh, no. Big brag, yeah. <laughs> well, Although we're coming up on it. We're coming up on it. I know. Yeah. I was like, I'm just, I'm just saying there's a lot of things. <laughs> a future okay. Okay. Uh, but briefly, I want to talk about some more red flags, baby, because uh, Tony Collette's like, hey, it's raining. Let's all hang out as a family today. And he's like, I could call Kip and Joan. We can make a whole day of it. And she's like, I want to hang out with us. And he so mm-hmm. desperately wants to just spend the whole summer hanging out with his friends all the time. I'm like, red flags, baby. Mm-hmm. You got to have time together or time is just a family. I, I, I do like I am a little bit on his side when he goes, we can all go see a movie as a family. I'm like, you're right. You can. But his intent is not for them to see the movie together. Because no. yeah. I'm sure when they would get there, they'd be like, you kids go see this movie. We're going to go see the adult movie. We're going to make fun. out in the back of this. Movie. Yeah. That's right. Um, but I got to I gotta tell you, though, I think Candyland is a fucking terrible game. It and is. much like Monopoly, it will ruin relationships. It will destroy <laughs> marriages. Don't fucking play it. My problem with Candyland is that it's, it's just there's no skill. It's a game for children to teach them like it's colors. Yeah, it's boring. It's, it's following instruction. Yeah. There's no strategy. Like, there's no there's no like aggressive. You, it's just, you, you guys just need to read all of the history, though, with the Candyland characters because they're so weird. Candyland doesn't have like a distinct like there's not like a specific memory of us being mad at each other. I just remember having the board and all of us being mad at each other at some point. Yeah, I don't know who can be mad play. at Candyland, though. You draw a card and then you move like it. No. Well, I can tell anyway, you well, who can be mad at Candyland. Tony Collette. <laughs> Brent and Tony That's Collette true. are having a yeah. difficult time. Well, hers is not really about Candyland. It's about something. Yeah, so this is much. this is when I wrote <gasps> <What>? down. <laughs> this is when I wrote down. Fucking never, ever, ever get on Tony Collette's bad side. Yeah, see, she will cut you. She'll rip your heart out with just in the words. best case scenario. Uh-huh. Yeah, or forget uh-huh. your EpiPen. What? Oh no! <laughs> so let's uh, move on to other possible red flags of Susanna stalking Duncan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She's bored. You know, She's bored, and this, uh, it, like we've established that there aren't cell phones in this world, That's so it's like 
She what? can't Google him and find him on Instagram. And be like, what are you up there? What are like, you what, like he's saying with with the assumption of like off screen relationship development, it's fine. But it is just yeah. like we hadn't seen her since like the last thing we saw is her going like, you don't have to tell me. It's fine. It's your secret. And then she's like, I'm going to find out this fucking secret. Although <laughs> I do have to say, like the way she follows him, it's not sneaky at all. Like if Duncan no. just went like this, like what the f- who the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah, he's got blinders <laughs> on. He's like, I'm going to my happy place. I don't yeah. see anything. I'm going to water whiz. We're all the whiz is water. Oh, but then when he arrives and Owen oh. is trying to open oh. my heart, I was oh. like, uh, you can do whatever you want forever. Well, I mean, it's, it's nice trying. to see him being redeemed a little bit here. Like, oh, okay. You understood the assignment. Kind of. You're trying. Yeah. You're trying to get through the semester. Honestly, you know? Trying is step one of what he needs to do. Like eventually he needs Absolutely. to also like connect and complete. But like my Rudolph is happy. She gets there. She's like, okay, you heard me. Now, as long as this continues, this becomes a pattern, then we'll be, you know. The way right. she says your pillow's inside out <laughs> is yep. so it's, adorable. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so good. Swoon. Uh, and then and then when he goes, by the way, we put these in rows. <laughs> Wait, it's Duncan a 10-step process. <laughs> he yells, it's a 10-step process. Oh, it's so good. All right. You know what? We teased everyone long enough. Uh, so Susanna, th- she sees where he's at. She goes and gets her stuff. She comes back and runs into him later. And we get to the PAC. Uh, so Oof. in the movie, it's so good uh, the, that uh, Owen and Roddy see uh, Duncan talking to Susanna. It's like, oh, look at that. He's talking to a girl. Wait, good for the, the, This is a big step. He's actually talking to a girl. He's smiling. He looks like he's engaged. They look like they're happy. And so he calls him over on the PA system in a very loud way. Come to the international uh, response base. You need it immediately. They, st- they immediately start pumping information. Like, what's going on, man? You're going to get that. Girl? Much like Chris every week. It's like, hey, what's going on, man? You're going to get that girl? How's it going? So, get you a wingman like Sam Rockwell. You think <laughs> Sam Rockwell knows the perfect amount of like embarrassing that will be charming to the girls. Yes. yes. Because he's walking away. He's like, go back to your lady friend. Please assure her this entire conversation was about her. Also note, you are extremely embarrassed. <laughs> it's so good. Which is nice. I wish that happened it to me. It it's did like, not. Well, let's what talk happened about to you. it, Stacey. All right. Yeah, yeah let's please uh, tell us what happened. Here. Dust off your ears, listeners. Stacey has a little story. So I worked at a pool, and I was a lifeguard. And this was a pool I grew up, but my whole life, my whole family went there. And that meant all of my family also worked there, where I had my sister and my two older cousins who were lifeguards that were older than me and i was probably around 12 and there were you know some some boys i was you know interested in and they would go over the pa system not not like duncan they would embarrass the crap out of me at that and at that age you're just like oh this is so like shut up please they're like "Ooh, stacy what are you doing over there with (laughs) so and so like oh my gosh Oh, it was it was the worst. It sucks so it's like much. Paging Stacy, I think the cute boy over in the shallow end needs some CPR. It's Paging like, oh Stacy. <laughs> that would have been nicer. <laughs> it was just like this this hierarchy. It was God, like this kingdom system. It was awful. <laughs> but aren't like fucking older siblings the best though? Like when you think about that shit as an adult, you're like, God, that was fucking funny. I know it destroyed my whole summer, but fuck it's funny now. 
You know? Oh, it was hilarious. It made me feel like garbage for years. But... <laughs> no, I know. I was like, you say funny. They could have yeah. done better. Maybe that's what it was. They ha- could have had better bits. I was really upset about that. I was like, if you're going to try to get get me, like, you can come up with something better. <laughs> My sisters were never good at the bits. They were they were all about like the long game, like convincing me to to pretend to be Harry Houdini so they could tie me up and throw me in a closet for multiple hours. <laughs> there it is. Yep, there it is. Yeah, we did it. We're back. Yeah, so back in our movie. uh, Yeah, so Susanna's now at the park. They have this kind of like not date date hanging out. And I wrote down, boy, what kind of loser would go hang out with someone at their work? Embarrassing. (laughs) I I wrote down my two notes here are Duncan and I have roughly the same grasp on impressions. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, his <laughs> accent. It's so bonkers. It's so bonkers. Duncan, however, has much better success with women. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, we only see him do this with one woman. So, like, yeah. And if it you're, works. Yeah, but it only worked those, this Bad one a time. Thousand, Chris. We don't see what happens when he goes home to Albany. Like, oh, he might no. he'll oh, be like, I got so much confidence. He walks in there, but he's like, oh, it's fucking Duncan. In a backwoods Gone. shanty town like Albany, he's going <laughs> to clean up. <laughs> he's going to walk uh, and he's going to go, I heard the water park. And they're going to be like, yes. He's going to he be like, get your steamed to... hams ready, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is where we get back to the very awkward dinner. Uh, where oh. it's just Tony Collette and the oh, kids. Okay, this so got me. This was what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. So when Susanna shows up with Duncan at the house, and then Trent's daughter is there, and she's like super upset, and she's dressing a little more like conservatively. She's not all out in like the air, like you know whatever. And she's like, "I just needed a friend today," and like, "There's a lot going on in my life." And I'm, I'm, I swear to God, there's a longer version of this movie where you find out that she got pregnant and like it's Chad's baby. And because like from this point forward, she's really cool with Tony Collette. They have like this mother, like kind of like mother-ish daughter bond going forward. It's little things here and there, but I really think they cut something out of this movie. I think the daughter had more to do with it, and I think it was something mm. like that. I think it's just the daughter realizing that men are a piece of shit. Yeah. Piece yeah. of shit. I mean, well, that, realizing that her dad that might be a little too. bit of a piece of shit to turn well, yeah. We don't know what yeah. the divorce situation was like either. Right. And true. so I, I, I do feel like she. Dead. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't know this was like a divorce. I thought it was just like. Oh, no, it's a divorce because she says dad only gets to see me like yeah. a little bit. So oh, well, she's, shit, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah. And that's see, it's early on. Okay. And you see that there's like this moment too, where when Tony Collette's even asking her about her day, and she gets that little information about Chad breaking up with her, and then during the like washing of the dishes scene, you see that she comes up and just like takes it, takes this like the thing out of her hand, and Tony Collette's like, "What the fuck? I don't know what to do." But I think she sees something. She's like, "Oh, my dad's being a piece of shit," and this woman's actually trying to connect with me because my dad doesn't try to connect with me at all. Like my dad wouldn't know Chad's name. But Tony Collette exactly. knew it was Chad. It was during yeah. this scene that I wrote down, it cannot be overstated the importance of throwing Trent into the sea never to be heard from again. <laughs> so true. See, because I wrote here, yes. is it weird that every time now that I see Tony Collette sitting at a table or a dinner with a child, I just think this is going to be a heartbreaking, dramatic scene. It's like I was like, oh, this Duncan, is Mitchell. I Mitchell this have is, your mother. This is hereditary. Like, oh god, Tony Collette's gonna start screaming at any second now. Someone will break their nose. It's uh-huh. fine. <laughs> oh, boy. There's but, gonna be yeah. a demigod that we sacrifice a child Ugh, to. Whatever. Beautiful, or- <laughs> beautiful moment there, Tony Collette. Yeah, after 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 um uh Steph takes the dish off her, she looks and also uh Duncan is also cleaning up dishes like at the other counter, and she's like, Oh wow, 
this is this is what it's like to be supported and helped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't know. She's she's trying to do it all, mm-hmm. and she can't, and yep. doesn't know how to like ask for help. I really, really, really hate these excuses that Trent is trying to give her. Uh, I fucking hate it so much. Well, especially because she says, you hear her say the line, I've been through this before. He's gaslighting her. He's gaslighting her so hard. Yep. He's got there. Also, he, he was the guy who earlier was like, we leave notes. We call. We don't just disappear. Uh Disappeared the whole day. Yep. Also, like Candyland changed everything. Uh-huh. It sure did. He's like, he's like oh, wait, I have to try. I can't just like have. It's like I'm gonna go back to Joan. I don't have to try with Joan. It's true. Yeah. That's 100 yeah. what it is. Uh-huh. Like yep. the fact that Tony Collette accepts the excuses and the next day is like super peppy and happy, and she's like, "I made too many pancakes." Which first off, no, you didn't. But second no. off, like <laughs> the limit does not exist. It doesn't <laughs> exist, especially <laughs> not for this podcast. Give me okay. them pancakes. <laughs> I'm just going to say a little tease for, for Chris and Brian in the future life. We still get to watch review with Forrest McNeil. Yes, there you do. will learn about the limit of pancakes. Ooh. Okay. Oh okay. My. That's next on the list then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also I have a real dark realization because yeah, coming up uh, the next big scene is they're at the party that apparently Joan is hosting mm-hmm. where she down. just ordered takeout and act like she <laughs> cooked for everyone. And the cattiness from Alice and Janney. Oh, yeah. Uh, perfect. I know. But also thinking about because thinking about the order of events, because he had this thing where he disappeared and he's with her. And this is the day where Joan shows up and she has stolen Tony Collette's look Ugh. with the scarf. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've oh, always sh-. done this. I, I'm like, I, I said a real dark moment. I was like, oh, 100 percent what happened off screen is there was a moment when 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 Trent came back to Joan and she was like, oh, is, do, do you like a woman? I could be like her. She uh-huh. definitely said that to him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then sort of uh, it's gross and upset. And Kip, poor desperately poor Kip. stupid Kip. He just, I, either he knows or doesn't care. He or doesn't just care. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Well, there is a moment too, like where, because we find out, because Kip reveals that the boat was not actually running, mm-hmm. it's been broken or whatever. I thought for a second there, like he was kind of hitting Han, Alice and Janie a little bit in that moment. Like, of course, yeah. she's also kind of being aggressive about it, so it's probably like playful flirting back and forth, but I'm like, I mean, Kip, you could jump on that. Like, I don't think John's going to be think, real mad I about think it. Kip, he's just so beaten down and broken that he just doesn't yeah. even want it oh, or yeah. think yeah. about it. And like, just sad sack. Yeah, it's just like work or just like life. I want to go back to the Rob Corddry yeah. from Butter, where he's just a great dad. Ah, what a weird <laughs> movie. Uh, well, he's not a dad in this one. That's <laughs> he's true. He's just a sad man. Oh, Thank God. God. <laughs> oh, God. Can you imagine if Joan had a kid? Oh, no. That would be so bad. She would not be getting That's what card. you like. That's what you like, yeah. Trent, right? <laughs> Women with kids. You'd be Ooh. like, look, I made this. And when it's not cute anymore, I'm going to throw it away. And then you're going to be talking about all the things that I do with my life because they don't boy, matter boy. anymore. <laughs> anyway. But, oof, Duncan. Like, this I get scene. it. I, <laughs> I, I get that, like, these things need to come out and, like, it's is bubbling but this big public fight i would just the, the awkwardness no no my contact awkwardness was off uh, off the charts it was a lot can we talk about though how um trent was going to hit a child oh my yeah, god he was, was gonna, gonna like kill him. punch him i would have lost my shit if i was tony, yeah. tony collette hereditary yeah. like murder like well it, piano it wire pulls, on his head yeah, <laughs> and it pulls like kip oh. out of his drunken stupor yeah. immediately. oh yes he's it, even what's like be, what the the re- what's because he says to duncan that you know your dad is net like he he says like your dad's never 
He doesn't your dad doesn't want, want you. Can't you see? Your dad doesn't want you anymore. And that's when I wrote down in all caps, Trent, you motherfucker, directly into the sea, never to be heard from again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mom so doesn't shitty. have the balls to do it. Doesn't. Like, doesn't. Knows. And but it's also like it, it's that's what I love about this moment, too, is that it's there's so much complexity amongst these characters and what they're experiencing, because like the mother like. So Duncan doesn't realize that when he looks at his mother and says, I don't want to be with you, how hurtful that is to his mother. His mother Uh is keeping the secret in order to protect him. Like, and she can't tell him. Mm -hmm. And Trent, who doesn't understand this dynamic, right? He's like, I, this is the truth of it. And it is, and he does need to hear that. So like, there's just so much going on and it's just like, oh, it's just this big explosion of, emotion and truth and pain it's revealing yeah. of all the other characters like we 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 mentioned yeah we mentioned even kip springing action like okay mm-hmm. kip recognizes the important like what's he, like that's how you know that it's really like how fucked up trent is when kip is like, like no like this is the this, this is way past the line this is this is miles past the line where you should go and then also i i don't like using this word as uh, much anymore but joan <laughs> you bitch with that sip after everything goes oh, down, right. just get a shot of her, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh mm-hmm. God, Joan!" I understand why they chose to in this moment. Like, I don't want to jump ahead, but like because we're kind of talking about the adults in the fight, I, I figure like let's finish talking about the adults, and we'll talk about what happens with the kids. Um, so there's a moment where you know, like we mentioned before, Rob Cordry is like, "Oh yeah, no, the boat, it's totally broken or whatever. It can't whatever," and that's how she figures it out. I am surprised that we don't get like kind of a rule of three here where he makes up another excuse to be like, no, it's Alice and Janny. He just doesn't want to take her out on the boat. Again. Right. Like, but yeah. I know that would just extend the plot further, but it yeah. just, it feels like but we also- needed one more nail in the coffin of him, like lying about this and then him getting the redemption from her. You know, I just, yeah. yeah that, that's just stop trying to find a flaw. Let God be angry. <laughs> I did write down. Uh, let's see if everyone agrees. I wrote down Susanna's dad has big Chris energy. Yes, but also I wrote down we can cancel Clayton Corner because Susanna answered all of my questions about ghost crabs. Yeah, Susanna's dad. <laughs> Shout out to Susanna's dad and Susanna. Yep. Uh, he was so excited about talking about the ghost crabs. <laughs> Sorry, Clayton's Corner. Keep keep the gong and the bells away. We don't need. I them. mean, no you can siren. ask Merritt. I had a twenty minute conversation with her this afternoon about like I was thinking about like how fireworks are illegal in most states, but it's the one thing we as an like a country have been like. We're cool if you break that law. Like yeah. it's the one law you're totally allowed to do. It's true. Like, yeah. I love this like awkward teenage girl trying to figure out what to talk about. It's oh like, God. I'm like, girl, why are you talking about dads when that is his pain? <laughs> but but, but then you're sharing girl, your pain. She just knows that she just needs to like sit and be with him. And she, but she just, all she knows to talk about is talk about ghost crabs and her dad and how they yeah. talked. And then I was like, oh, but it works. Because he still tries work. to kiss her. Oh, and, and then he almost surprise. does. And she takes by surprise. And I wrote down, brutal Rip Duncan, go walk into the sea, <laughs> never to be heard from again. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've always I've always just been like, I think it's genuinely terrifying the first time you try to kiss somebody you have emotions for. And like, because you just, it, especially if you're not 100% sure that that person's going to kiss you back. I think that yeah. is like, and, it's such a big risk in life to be like, I'm going to put my face on your face. I feel that fear, but also in the back of my mind, I, I immediately went to the, the saying of like men's biggest fears that women will laugh at them and women's biggest fears that men will murder them so i was like yeah, yeah it's it's kind of scary but also 
that's fine. It's okay to be afraid of something and like yeah. deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's why she also gave the signals. Too. Like she did. No, she, <laughs> clearly, she intended. She was just wasn't ready for it. She was. She was just comforting him. Didn't and think it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, rest in peace, Duncan. He died on that beach that day. He is a ghost now wandering the shores evermore. He's a ghost crab. <laughs> ghost crab. His eyes turn all the way around, but they can't look up. I have I, I have a searing question that has not left my brain since watching this movie twice now. Getting why, out the Clayton Gong. Why why is Peter hanging out underneath their porch? Like out yeah, of I all wish. the places Peter could be hanging out, why why is he underneath the Riptide's porch? more space i don't know it just it, like it's like has he been there all summer is he just like soaking up all he's this emotional just, he's gollum he's just... yeah he's like i must be a part of this with my action figures like i'm getting new plots for my incestuous fucking i don't know the important thing is he's there to get uh so we can go for peter's night out as i call this section because peter <laughs> and duncan take a ride he's just gonna go see sam rockwell it turns out sam rockwell's having a party having a party for lewis who is finally going away he thinks this time <laughs> merit merit was so great last night because like they get up to the the fence and duncan starts trying to climb the fence and peter's like pushing his butt to try to help him he's like you don't have to help me and merit just goes he's not agile enough to get to the top of that fence and then like an archangel sent from god himself comes that creepy dude from the top of the slides like let's just go through the gate y'all like mm-hmm. so good. I just want to admire Sam Rockwell with a cigar, just in the backwards fedora. Mm. Yeah, I mean, my mm. note for the party is Sam Rockwell is perfect. Do we all agree? Yeah, I said, yes. I said mm-hmm. we all deserve an Owen in our lives. Who doesn't want to go? To I don't a know Sam if we Rockwell deserve one, but we all d- need one. It's just yeah, it's it's just kind of the party scene. So he stay. He's gonna let them hang out for a bit. He, he see the kid really needs it. Oh yeah, because it's the going away party for um, for Lewis for Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like the fourth one they've had. Some stray observations I noticed. If you if you had any doubt about Peter's confidence, he is air humping Maya Rudolph. So, <laughs> and also just, like yeah, Sam Rockwell, fucking great man. He like takes the eye patch off him. He's like, why are you hiding this? You should be showing everybody. This is fucking great. And the kid's so like, you're bits. right. It is fucking great. It's weird. It's gonna be my thing. I'm gonna be the lazy eye kid. And like, and he just goes you know goes to town with it it's fucking awesome jim rash is the best jim rash is like goodbye speech that they force him to make before ruining <laughs> everything interrupting him. he can't get water on his face yeah and he yeah that's what that's the line is my doctor said not to get water on my face because <laughs> when i heard that the first thought i had was lenny going my doctor specifically said i can't get pudding in yeah, this oh, eye. My eye. My doctor said not to get, i'm not allowed to get pudding in it <laughs> i'm sorry ashley do you want to you want to talk more about the speech he was attempting to make no, I just love I just love everything about Jim Rash and like giving him this little moment of sincerity. And then like they squirt him with water guns and he's just like, I was going to say I was going to miss the people. <laughs> he, try- he tries to recover and I admire <laughs> he that. And he gets squirted, squirted again and everybody plays. But also, again, like having squirt guns in your apartment. Worst fucking idea. Like, oh, my God. But not like, if you're it's Peter a Pan. Nightmare. It's a, if you're Peter Pan. Great, great time. Yeah. My Rudolph doesn't have park. to clean it up later. Yeah, next to the water park. I genuinely love the uh, the Snoopy dance that he does too oh. in the big dance oh, circle. Yes. Yes. It's lose. so fucking yes. great. Oh. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, again, like awkward dance moment number three. Papa Lock shows up again for the third time. Yep. His skills have not gotten better, but his confidence has made it okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A quick update from my earlier note about Sam Rockwell being perfect. I have uh, correction. My Rudolph and Sam Rockwell are perfect. There uh, it is. 
Yeah, I yep. think you could remake Away We Go and replace John Krasinski yes. with Sam Rockwell, oh and I would God. still be like, I fucking love it. I love this. Or Alice and Janney. Again, remake uh-huh. any Again. movie and replace any part with Alice and Janney. Alice and Janney, everyone in Away We Go. Yeah, Alice and Janney and Alice and Janney okay. go on a road trip. They visit their friends, Alice and Janney and Alice and Janney. This little scene, this little scene of them, though, of Maya Rudolph, like, this feels like, okay, after they establish their relationship, they're like, give us, like, a minute of screen time to just sort of have a couple lines where she's like, it was supposed to be one summer. I don't look back and regret it not being one summer. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like you tell you, you get so much of the story. You get a world of emotion and a, a whole arc in this did little you write conversation. Down his response. No, his response is fucking perfect where he just goes, I am sorry. I'm developmentally challenged like a very special episode. Bad. And I'm like, that is such a great apology for just being like, I'm kind of a turd and I'm a child and I need someone to take care of me. He's like, I I am as bad as a very special episode of a uh, sitcom bad. Yes and no, but also like back in my mind, I was like, oh, but that's also him still being like his jokey, playful self yeah, and like not vulnerable. But, there, but OK, so as a person who's jokey, playful, though, like. I could feel so much in the words that he was saying. With oh, that. I felt it, too. Like, that, yeah. I don't know when to fucking shut it off. That's my, you know, obviously. So <laughs> uh, I get that. Well, that's, I wrote down, is this real love? Because, like, we've seen so many, like, ex, like you know, he's, uh, Duncan is looking for role models, right? Like, through this yeah. whole movie, like, he's looking for what am, who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? Right? Like, what is life supposed to be? Everything mm-hmm. seems just pretty miserable. And so, like, seeing this interaction, catching this interaction between, you know, Maya Rudolph and and Sam Rockwell, it's just like, okay, like, things good things are possible right yeah like they're not perfect they're not even like together but they're they actually do care about one another and like that's better than whatever it is that's going on at my house it is nice that he does get an idea of what my map i don't think there's such a thing as perfect love i honestly don't i think there's there are there are it's a, a spectrum i think it's different for everybody you find the person that meets your spectrum the best way and makes you feel the best way and that's the way it works at least that's how my brain processes it but it is nice that he does get to see two versions of what life can be like because again this movie could be so heavy and so miserable to watch but they find such a good balance and 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 where things are opposite where uh, there's a moment coming up where uh Tony Collette gets into the water park and she walks past mm. his picture and then realizes like that's I would have lost my mind. I would have lost was, my fucking mind. Right, like yeah. if I would have right. been like my kid was away this whole time at this place <laughs> and has a life and I don't yeah. even know about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, but also at the same time like look at him he did it he did a thing he did it on his own and he's happy to do well at it like fuck Mm -hmm. Uh you know like there's there's a healing in this movie that's really wonderful yeah which gets kicked off because we have this uh the heart to heart in the morning this this is the big like okay sam rockwell like no more like sneakily helping him directly actively talking to duncan about Mm -hmm. his specific problems and giving him advice uh, which is great. He tells him, like, look, he, he called you a three. That's about him. That's not about you. Oh, like, man. That and that's what it is. Everything advice. that, yeah, Duncan, he, he, or Trent, even when Trent's doing the right thing, he's doing it for him. He's doing it because mm-hmm. of what he wants and the yep. things that will get him. Uh, and so uh, Owen calls that perfectly. But it's 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 so well written. It's great acting. The kid is just the right amount of upset. And the real great moment where he just, like, gets close to him. They don't, like, fully hug, but they kind of, like, like mm-hmm. one arm around the shoulder, kind of like, I just need to be close to you right now at the end of it. Yeah. It is nice that this that this relationship between the two of them never gets to a point where you're like, 
there's going to be a conflict here because somebody's going to say that adult man and that child shouldn't be friends. Like they, they do have a, there is a professionalness about their relationship where you're never like, this has gone too far. This should not have ever happened. This like, you know, they are, they're pretty good. It's pretty well balanced the whole way. I mean, as a chronic surrogate parent, like (laughs) this is a a major surrogate parenting. Mm -hmm. And like I, my notes here, it says, Owen doing some good parenting here. And then I crossed out good and I wrote great. Yeah. It it amplifies and it, it, it's, it just, it's exactly what the kid needs to hear. And you can tell that like, it's not perfect, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. not what Owen doesn't really know what he's talking to. Right. Like he doesn't know the whole situation, but he's just like, you know, kid, like, this this is life like and he stands up for him too for duncan like you see that when he gets in between him and trent and that's oh that's punch him so hard yeah Yeah. Uh, but i hope you're not i hope you're not sick of heart to heart talks because duncan goes home and then immediately like finds that finds trent and everyone packing up steph's really pissed they're leaving early (laughs) not before peter tells allison janney woman will talk about it after i wake up (laughs) good for you kid (laughs) Fucking Peter. I want that whole story. I want to know his entire life. But also, as as Stacey got out earlier, like, this is where we see, like, yeah, Allison Janney, like, okay, she's trying a little bit to be the cool mom, but she is still Mm -hmm. a good mom. Like, she cares. She cares about her kid very much. She, Mm -hmm. she, she's there for the important stuff. She, she's a little sloppy in some of the details, but she's there for the important parts. And that's really all you can ask of anyone. But yeah, so he, so then we get this heart to heart between Tony Collette and Duncan where he's like, please like mom be better than this i know you should be better and she has to tell him like look you get you're scared even as an adult like it doesn't go away and sometimes Oof. you just need things uh it's a master class of acting tony collette crushes it well in that moment when he's like yelling at her well let's just get our own place we'll just stay here we'll just do whatever and i'm like oh right you're still a kid you don't understand how this actually works like yeah. you guys are not in a position where you could have this like after this is done this is done you know if that's what happens you know and it's just i don't think his brain could handle that if she had turned to him and said we don't get to keep this this is not what we get now there's a sadness in this film where i'm like oh that's right like duncan's probably never coming back here again but yeah. i'm like he doesn't yeah. need to like the important thing is he yeah. learned the growth and this version duncan's going to go on to live his the rest of his life and be better for it. I even wrote later, like there was a moment where he's saying goodbye to everybody at the water park. And it almost feels like wizard of Oz, the way the goodbyes mm-hmm. go. Like there's, yeah. there's a, a, a joke that's dropped in the middle of it too, but it's like, uh, yeah, you're never going to see these people again, but you're going to see people that remind you of them that have the same personalities that are going to help you grow yeah. and help you prosper in your life. But these- he, he goes to Glendale yeah. and he's like, and you were there Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we got it. We, let's just we're, we're running a little long on time here, but yeah. Sorry. So goodbye, Allison Jan. No, it's fine. Uh, goodbye, Allison Janney. She she says her goodbye. Oh, but the way she says goodbye to her, where she's like, "You're so great." It's like it's, it's not you. It's so, totally yeah. Mean. It's yeah. so fucking good. Yeah, because she's like, it's like, oh, like I understand. Like these are my friends, but we're all just kind of like bullshit wine besotted assholes. Mm-hmm. But like, I I'm I'm also not an idiot. Like I see your I see your value, and that's. God damn it, Allison Jenny, you're perfect. <laughs> with a with a role that could have been next to nothing, and she makes it so big and so wonderful and so memorable. Yeah, a lesser hands to be the drunk neighbor next door who makes mm-hmm. like sex yeah. jokes. Yeah, but that's not what it is in Allison Jenny's hands. It has a life and a reality to it. How how do we feel about um, Duncan getting kissed at the end? I I mean I I think it's I think it's cute. I don't think it's 
aggressively. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything more than just like kind of a, a good stamp on the end of that hole. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. It's important for him. Yeah. It's also the final lesson Duncan learns because, yeah, not gonna lie, it's probably pretty devastating for him to get shot down like that. Mm-hmm. So now he knows, like, okay, I was reading the signals right. She's like, you just surprised me. He's like, okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm recalibrate his brain um but it's so telling yeah they're driving the car they stop for gas right next to the water park immediately and duncan runs off and i found this very telling tony collette runs out after him and then steve Carell starts yelling he wasn't gonna he didn't care that the kid ran away he's like whatever the kid ran away i'm fucking done i'm done dealing with him it's his fault that my summer is being cut short fuck that kid yeah uh yeah so he runs in my favorite thing is he doesn't walk in immediately say goodbye he's like we're fucking doing it we're we're passing each Mm -hmm. other on the slide let's do this yeah and owen's immediately like all right i guess this is my life now so they're running up they make an announcement my rudolph's even in on it she announces like i don't condone this but it's happening it's important i recognize that let's go watch and he goes roddy here hold don't go don't steal this it's my good shirt he has one shirt that is his good good shirt. shirt Yep. Well, yeah, he got everyone... the other one wet the night before at the party, so he's, you know. <laughs> uh, and then I wrote down, it's some real speed racer shit where, like, I just felt so triumphant on the, the weirdest yes. thing. Like, yeah, you passed him on the slot. <laughs> Is it weird that I want to, I still want to know how he did it? Like, I think he yeah, let him. I think, yeah, I oh, think yeah, he I, found I a way to, like, that, slow that's down. That honestly is the implication the side, I got. But, like, yeah. yeah. Is that he's the one, yeah, he knows how. Like, it's pot, you just gotta, like, it's tricky. But, yeah. like, that moment when they get off the slide and Sam Rockwell like holds his hand up in Victor and he's like the first and only person ever to pass someone on a water slide and this like semi unenthusiastic crowd are like yeah it's fucking great and then if you watch it again look for one person in particular because it is so distracting when you see her she's wearing a bikini top but underneath the bikini top is like a long sleeve shirt oh god yeah, and she's like dead center in the frame, and it's just really—it's so awkward looking. Like, what? Very odd. How did that pass? <laughs> yeah, so Tony Collette comes to the park. You briefly mentioned, yeah, she she has this moment. And it's it's so like the pacing is perfect. She sees the picture, and we watch in real time. It dawn on her face this the like whole life that her son has had, and also he's smiling. Yes. Like yeah. in the yeah. picture, he looks so happy in a way he hasn't the entire film. And I think she realizes looks, that like, oh, he looks good. My son can be happy. It's just mm-hmm. he's not. Th- yeah, we, we briefly talked about it. But it's yeah. Steve Krugman, he's a real asshole. Owen literally puts himself between Duncan and Trent. And it's perfect. Yeah. And yeah, we my, love him. My two notes here are it's not too late to throw Trent into the sea, never to be heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> and then in all caps, Owen you know what must be done to Trent so as to not hear from him again. <laughs> uh, but I also love there's all, yeah, he says, you know, you have a great kid, you have a great kid, and she, you know, she's realizing like, oh, he, he is a great kid, and, and really all of this. But then and all these heartfelt speeches, I'm just, I'm like almost tearing up, I love it all, and then just a slight like zoom out or pan, and <laughs> Jim Rash is standing there, and he goes, yes, I'm still here. Yeah, that, that got a big old laugh out of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. It's so good. I... Yeah, because it's because it's showing like each person, then the next person, and then you're. Yeah, I'm still. <laughs> I'm still so here. Let's see. My last note is just back in the car. Does anyone else have anything to say about what happens uh, in the park? Yeah, I think uh, I think Caitlin is super turned on by uh, <laughs> by Owen being like dad. Like, oh yeah, they, oh uh, yeah. Whatever base they've been to, they go an extra two bases that night. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to extra innings tonight. Because uh, uh, that moment too, like where he looks at Steve Carell and he just looks at him and he goes, "Hey, I'm good friends with the three. And like yeah. that moment of realization of like, 
Okay. And then he just leaves. I'm like, yeah, but I, I do wish he punched him. I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just like my, my masculine brain says must hit something now. You say but that, but I really wished he hit him. I'm glad he's saying he doesn't know because it's a much more powerful ending because he doesn't punch True. him. Trent doesn't get that come up. And the come up as he gets is that uh, Pam finally sees through his shit, climbs mm-hmm. into the back of the car to be with her son. And I wrote down, hell yeah, Pam. Mm-hmm. Yes. She was also, it almost has a graduate ending to it, too. Yeah. Like the way that they're sitting and the way that they kind of look at each other and they're happy for a oh, second. Oh, yeah, that's a, it's a definite like, homage. Yeah. yeah. I almost wish it held a little bit longer. So, like, maybe you could see one of them having a slight moment of, oh, but this means we go back to what we were before. And but no, it's they're not back to what they were before because no, they're both they changed. They're grown. They have yeah, grown. Bo- you're right. They both grow- yeah. The yeah. graduate is meant to be the ambiguity. This one is very clear. They both have grown in very important ways this summer. Yeah. yeah. You could tell how calm she feels or like how she looks. She seems very like this is the decision. This is the right thing. This is where I need to be. I like that um, the way that Steve Carell and this came, this kind of comes back. The way that Steve Carell was able to woo her was he was fine. He said the words like we're in this together. Oh, and yes, yes. the question, like, I think what is really answered by this film is like, who's really in this together. And it's yeah. like, she finally can see one that her son is capable and like, you know, able to be kind of like that stability that she needs mm-hmm. and she doesn't always have to parent him he can parent her right and the, yeah. so like really they are in it together and i'm pretty yeah. sure that we're in this together because yeah first it said that he says that to her that that's what kind of broke her down uh <laughs> it but then later i believe it's sometime after the the party scene that when he's talking to her, he says it to her again at some point. Yeah. And it's like, where it's, she's kind it's of when, a, he's, when he's trying to convince her that he was on the boat. It's, yes. It's, Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely, it's a point where she's not, she's kind of, she's, she's, she's not sure. She's not buying his shit anymore. It's like, we're in yeah. this together. Like, and it's like, realizing, like, Oh, he does this constantly. This mm-hmm. is his, this is his go-to. But I want to say my, my last note is goddamn what a nice movie. Good work, Brandon. But my last note about yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. itself, yeah. the events is, with Pam getting in the way way back, it's only a matter of time until Trent is thrown into the sea, never to be heard from again. <laughs> there you go, Brian. You get your I wish. Mean, he he does successfully play the villain in this role really well. I yeah. mean, let's say he's it's great performance. Like, yeah, yeah I'm out of Trent, not Steve Farrell. Yeah. Uh, I think every man's treasure for for mm-hmm. our ratings. That's that's where I'm going. I don't know if anyone else disagrees with that. I I, I, think, actually, I, I agree with it. I think it's a I yeah. Think you have to see it and I'll you'll go love for, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. everything's mm-hmm. uh, And now uh, I want to hear who's getting what kind of mom cards out of this one. Oof. Who? Let's just say who. Um. Oh, so I have. Oof. Oh my goodness. Who? I so I feel like Sam Rockwell. Maybe Sam that? Rockwell's getting one for mm-hmm. sure. And Maya Rudolph because she has to deal with shit. Mm-hmm. I think Duncan even gets one for himself because he has to parent his mom a little bit, and she he teaches her a big lesson at the end. Yeah. Um, Suzanne, is that Suzanne? Is that her name? Suzanne is the daughter of Alice and Janie. Yep, she gets one. Alice and Janie, she's like on a half seas card. Like you she get has one. a permit. She has a permit. Yeah. yeah if she puts feel, the if she puts the wine glass down, she might get a full card. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Tony Collette gets one, but she needs to go to therapy. It's like a probation card. <laughs> you okay. need to go like get some some help. But I do have I do have to run though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, so thank thanks so much. Uh, yeah, we'll be letting you know about your podcast. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, yeah sorry. Moms have to mom. Hey, that's what moms <laughs> have to do. And you can find out more about that on What Would Mom Do? That's right. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye Stacey. Bye. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Okay. Yeah, so, I knew she had hard out eight thirty. That's why I was trying to rush uh, to the end yeah. there. Sorry, guys. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we we like this movie well enough. Oh no, uh, I forgot uh, about this part. <laughs> every, week, every week, I forget. Before every before week. Chris, it's like before my Chris outros. brings us down. Before Chris brings us down, <laughs> don't bring me down. I was reading the IMDb parents guide last yeah, night boy. after watching the movie. As you and should. <laughs> like you do, glass under of wine, profanity, under profanity, popcorn, under profanity. This is all one paragraph. In fact, one oh. un one sentence, one unbroken thought. <laughs> one use of bitch, whore, laid dick, blows, bastard, pervin, fuck. Two uses of God sucks and thank God. Four uses of oh God. Five uses of screw. Ten uses of shit. One used as shitting. Another used as shitty. One paired with bull. Eight uses of ass, three paired with whole, two paired with bad, three paired with dumb. Fifteen uses of oh my god, three uses of damn, seven uses of hell. This is the worst George Carlin bit ever. But then mm-hmm. there's the second entry, which is oh. one F word, one obscene hand gesture, 11 sexual references, 11 scatological terms in parentheses, shit. And then in second parentheses, three mild, 10 anatomical terms, one mild, one use of middle finger. Ooh. Okay. When you said three mile, the first thought I had was like three mile island. I'm like, what are they talking about? But now I understand. No, this is three mild shit. Mild, like not spicy. It's not yeah. spicy <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. All right, Chris, depress us. All right. So, I mean, this movie has a has a, a big following, but um, somebody Good. stood out for me. And it not was big enough. Somebody, yeah, I agree. Somebody who goes by the handle Brit Chap and NYC. Give this a five-star review, said underrated coming-of-age classic, strong performances all around, in this bittersweet coming-of-age tale. Sam, Sam Rockwell is particularly strong, and it's great to see Steve Carell play against his type, flexing his acting chops as a thoroughly unpleasant character. Although, like, they only interact for a brief second, but whatever. Well, I have two other reviews from Brit Chapman NYC, and the first one is our five-star review, and it goes to a... A t-shirt that just says Team Barbecue shirt. Like, it's Team Barbecue, the t-shirt. I mean, I'm Team Barbecue. Yeah, I'm Team Barbecue, too. Uh, But the (laughs) subject of it is Hippies Hate It. Five stars. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, I bought this because there was going to be a PETA protest down from my apartment. So I sat in front of a lady in a cage and just ate an entire bucket's worth of ribs while she screamed at me. Perfect. Five stars. Would buy Fucking again. Trent wrote this. <laughs> yes. 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 And then the I like how the, I like how these people is it sorry, bring standard. I like yeah. how these people are just like, oh, I hate when vegans and vegetarians make that the whole personality. Now eating yeah. meat is my personality. And I'm gonna but, do it well, in no, front of they them. They don't even make eating eating meat is not even their personality. Their personality is specifically spiting vegans and vegetarians. Like they don't even yes. have like it's they don't even enjoy the meat. They're just like, oh, this really makes you mad, doesn't it? Like and then there's Joe Rogan who's like, Did you know that if you <laughs> oh, cook meat? Shit. The last person fire. I talked to <laughs> told me this about something. It cooks good. <laughs> it cooks good. <laughs> That's just cooking. You're literally talking it's about just, cooking dinner. Do you, know, do you know that bastard is trying to sell like brain pills now? Like well, take these pills, they make your brain so much stronger. You know why? Because his audience is now self-selected down to those same group of people yes. who yeah. do the Infowars and all the other yeah. things and supplements. Oh, it's so bad. Um, the second one, it generally just it just made me laugh. It's for a uh, a kitchen grade food scale, and it says not accurate. One star. 
This is not very accurate. It is portable, but when weighing, well, dot, 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 in all caps, let's just say this thing almost got me shot. When it said a gram, it means just over half. Seller beware. Oh, no. <laughs> also, yeah, no shit, dumbass. No shit, stupid. First Don't- off, like like a, like a normal kitchen scale, like its sensitivity is one gram. So it's only yeah. going to show you that, like if you need if you need a specific amount, if you need like milligrams, you need a more sensitive scale. So yeah. drug dealers out there, don't just buy like the Amazon basics kitchen scale. But like, I don't want fact, you to get shot. It's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid to do that. Oh, my like, God. What an asshole. Yeah, look at these stupid fucking, these stupid fucking dealers, vegetarians. Oh, I'm going to show them with my gram, of, my gram of crack. Right. Uh, oh I do God. love uh, I when uh, my overmate Steve worked at Staples. Yeah. And of uh, the same aisle where they kept like these small Ziploc bags, they kept kitchen scales. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, like, who are we kidding? But like, just put them in one aisle. Just yeah, make it obvious so then we don't have to have them just floating around the store the whole time. Then they ask <laughs> you questions like, "Hey, do you have scales? Yeah, they're here. Do you have tiny <laughs> bags for this?" Yeah. Room? Right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, it wasn't that bad this week. But those two things, I'm just like, yeah, those are pretty good. At it's fine. Time about. to move on though to my drug of choice, which is the movie game. <laughs> two up, two to go. Last month he brought us Crispin Glover and a bunch of fucking rats. Yeah, it, it's, us- is it is it bad that like my brain right now is like, all right, two stellar weeks in a row. Fucking Brian's turn. No, Brian has <laughs> brought us plenty of good films before. I know. And honestly, I, know. I enjoyed Willard. <laughs> Let's not there cast stones. Yeah, there were good. Uh, let us it. not Nutcracker 3D. <clears throat> <clears throat> I mean, ahem, listen. ahem, ahem. Listen, I didn't make you do it this year for Christmas, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, apologies to uh, Brian, our, our next picker here for January for Christmas aspersions. I believe in you, and I think you'll bring us delightful Allison Janney joint. I have some bad news. Oh, no! Fucking A, man. Oh, you bastard. You fucking cunt. The one time I try to stick up to someone. Here's the thing. (laughs) No. I really like this movie. Okay. However, Mm. you'll soon discover a bit of an issue bit of a dilemma that i find myself in is it american beauty <laughs> yes it is because it's from the year 1999 because here's the thing i genuinely loved this movie like it's a great it was movie. one of my favorite movies and that's among the many reasons i am so 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 mad at kevin spacey because yeah. Yeah. it's i mean luckily it does fit the we hate movies rule that like any you uh, that any, bad things happen to the yeah, person any movie where kevin spacey meets a violent end is still acceptable baby driver good example la confidential great example, great example. Yeah. like yep. uh i i i think we be a art and the artist all that obviously we all know we're not condoning kevin space in any way but yeah it will be interesting to dive into this i uh, i'm especially looking forward to talking about how awful the film could have been if they had gone with the original yes. script i mean yes. and because the thing is save it in the edit yeah like and it's it's a movie that like i i see sometimes that kind of gets like smirked at as like a you know as one of those like this one best picture but i'm like no i think it's a genuinely great movie all right. Well, Brian, if you wanted to follow us on any of our social medias, what would be a great way to reach out to us? Well, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Trash Watch Podcast, on Twitter at Trash Watch Cast, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Trash Watch. 
And of course, if you have a movie you'd like us to review or a podcast you'd like us to listen to, we'll always take those suggestions in our Gmail. That's trashwatchpodcast at gmail.com. So until next week, when I'm a floating bag just flying around and a weird poetry boy just takes pictures and videos of me, I've been Chris. I'm a three. (laughs) I'm very serious about Candyland. (laughs) And I just want to be Maya Rudolph. Who doesn't? Vibing like Maya Rudolph. That would have been a much better bit. Too bad. End of the episode. (laughs) 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 Wow.